0: This is matter <laughs> obsessive viewer on Twitter. <laughs> I don't sing. <laughs> and this is obsessiveviewer.com's the obsessive viewer podcast. Hello and welcome to The Obsessive Viewer, we're a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find more of our work at obsessiveviewer.com. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash obsessive viewer, as well as checking out our live event that happens yearly in Irvington at shocktoberinirvington.com. I'm your host, the aforementioned Matt Hurt, and with me today is recurring co-host, Kirsten Leister, who can be found on Twitter at burger underscore lurker. Hi, Kirsten. How's it hey, going? Hey,
1: I'm good. How are you? Yeah,
0: good, good. Long I gotta time say ago. that that yeah.
1: sounds pretty good. Recurring COVID. Right, right. Kirsten Leister. Yeah. Proud I worked to hard to get where I am.
0: You did. You know, it's funny because I, okay, this is gonna make me sound vain and, and uh, egotistical and everything, but I've been listening to the podcast from the beginning.
1: Wow, you're so vain and egotistical. I know.
0: Well, it is for like a little project that I'm doing. Uh, which is just listening to endless hours of my own voice and being proud of it. I 100% Um, believe you. (laughs) And the funny thing is that back in the day when we started the podcast, it was me and Tiny and then, uh, Mike came on board as a guest. And I'm like, as I'm listening to the episodes, like, we don't call it, like, we say, like, the first couple of times, like, oh, he, you know, he's, uh, we have our friend Mike back, uh, as a guest on this. And he just kind of just eventually just becomes a co-host. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, we it was never announced. It was never announced. Nah. So it's, it's an interesting parallel since now that you and Feckus are both recurring co-hosts, like, it's interesting that, like, oh, it's just, you know, just kind of happens. Mm. So, so yeah. Well, we're happy to have you here. Thanks.
1: i I'm, I'm and, happy uh, to be here. Yeah. Pizza's know.
0: happy to be her, too? Pizza is, too. I Pizza? think she's mad because she doesn't become a co-host.
1: Come here. Pizza, whoa. Well. Come here. She, mm. guys, she does not like She does me. not like you. And it's very distressing to me because <laughs> I'm, I'm a cat person, and I like cats. Yeah. And I just, I just want to pet her so bad. <laughs> and she does
0: not, like, it's crazy. It is so crazy. She just she doesn't does want not, anything to do with no. me. No. I mean, it's kind of hilarious. It's... Very distressing I, to me. I enjoy it quite a bit. I get a lot of. I uh, I uh, just want, I just, a I
1: just want to pet her. Yeah. I just want to pet her, and and I have so much love to give.
0: Yep. But you know, pizza's a hard, a hard, uh, hard thing to love. <laughs> she glares at me.
1: She's a hard thing to love. Hard thing to it's love. It's difficult to love
0: her. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh but yeah she is the mascot of the podcast though so yeah, yeah. anyway um oh, so yeah she's
1: holding her little paws under herself <laughs> oh they're going under her body <laughs> oh she's loafing out oh god she's loafing out hard she is uh i just i just want to i just want to i just want to pet her wow and i can't
0: well, i'm really is, afraid of her i know it's hilarious it is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Um, so anyway, so welcome to episode Thanks. 259. Yeah, hey. Uh Oh, and welcome to the podcast as a recurring host. Thank you. Yeah, I was... I was anyway. Uh, yeah, so today we're going to be doing another movie theater potpourri, because as we've said in previous episodes, Kirsten and I go see a movie pretty much every weekend, yeah. and uh, we've built some up, so we're going to kind of go through them and talk about what we've seen lately. Um, before we do that, I do want to mention that we had a competition contest for people to... We've kind of partnered with Letterboxd, um, which is a great website to get, you know, track your movies and, and kind of commiserate with other movie fans and everything, post reviews and comment on other people's reviews and stuff. So we've partnered with them to give out a free pro membership to Letterboxd, which gives you stats and all kinds of stuff. Um, we got some great submissions, and I want to thank everyone that submitted uh, to us. Um, we're going to go ahead and give this month's pro membership to tony schroxel of indiana geeking congratulations um, yeah congrats yeah so hopefully they respond to my email and give you a pro membership <laughs> and then uh what I if think, you
1: get ghosted by Letterboxd? oh my god
0: i would not <laughs> put it past yeah like like, like a bad me. ex. yeah so <laughs> oh god that's it beats the alternative <laughs> letterbox just i'm not gonna make that joke <laughs> letterboxd showing up at my doorstep um with a cheesecake the house, with cheesecake yeah. uh, anyway um i'm gonna feel so bad anyway uh yeah so congrats tony and we're going to be doing more of these letterboxd competitions so i'm going to keep track of who all submitted so you know you guys that didn't win could get a pro membership like next month or the month after so so you know thank you again for submitting and you know we'll get that taken care of and of course, you can follow me on Letterboxd at, uh, letterboxd.com slash obsessive viewer. And, uh, yeah, before we get into the actual meat of the episode, I do want to mention, and this is kind of, kind of dig into our forthcoming year in review episode that's going to happen in a couple months, but AMC A-list. Kirsten, did you see my Facebook post and tweet and post on the Facebook page? I have you blocked. Thought, oh. You're muted.
1: Wow. On every form well, of social media.
0: That's, so I don't see anything you post. That's just that's really nice. It's better yeah. for me. Co-host, that's I need your current co-host. Mm-hmm. It's good for my mental health. Well, yeah, because um, when you I have, think like, I did actually, you you shut up. Me. You were
1: talking about how much you had <laughs> saved over the year.
0: Yes, since, since, not over the since, year, w- over since the last since like, you four had, months
1: since you had started.
0: Yeah, so let me go ahead and just break it down for our listeners. Uh, since joining AMC A List in June, I've spent just under hundred dollars for the service uh that breaks down to 19.99 per month which gives me 3 movies per per week at AMC theaters no format or release restrictions and in that time I've seen 42 movies mm. that without a list would have cost a total of $484.23 in ticket prices um so yeah so that's just a little bit of bragging on my part um, And a little bit of
1: advertising for and a little AMC bit of advertising
0: A-list. yeah um, honestly, I, have we've talked about this before. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't taken the plunge.
1: Ah, I just don't, I, I wouldn't obviously get the same value out of it that you do. Right. I, I, I don't really go see movies a whole lot. I mm-hmm. I mean, when we go see movies, yeah, but right. that's one a week. Yes. If that, mm-hmm. and I just feel like I m- wouldn't be getting the, I, I mean, I wouldn't be getting the full value
2: out of it.
0: That's true. That's true. I uh, was gonna, was gonna be a dick and just bring up like my list and everything, and count like which ones I saw with you. Uh, oh, this is really a spreadsheet thing. I, my laptop is in my bedroom, oh, so man. I can't bring up the spreadsheet. But uh, but I feel like I feel like you would get the value out of it. Though. You think so? Yeah, because like um, okay, just for. for Okay, we saw Overlord, yeah. First oh Man. God, yeah. Yeah. Firstman. Oh, First Man.
1: Uh, First Man. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Overlord, First Man, Star is Born. Whoa. And and today we saw Widows. That's four movies in November that we've seen. Like each one's like ten bucks. A list costs twenty. You spent like forty bucks.
1: For Maybe I want to support the theater. You can do it by getting a membership. Maybe. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Look, so I, not all of us are on such a tight budget okay i, I, <laughs> I just have money to spend okay
0: obsessiveviewer.com slash donate please <laughs> 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 um,
1: no the main reason i have it is because i'm lazy
0: oh yeah and haven't rare. even
1: looked into it i just okay. was like mm, i don't go see movies that often so mm-hmm that's but that's fine but but i um, mean i see one yeah. a week maximum right you know that's
2: true and, that and sometimes
1: fair. i will go like you know if if we don't end up hanging out mm-hmm. i'll go a week two weeks maybe three without seeing right you know a movie and i'm yeah. just like oh i don't want to pay for something i'm not using and that's
0: fair that's fair and we don't exclusively just see movies and stuff so yeah. like, we do other things yeah. so yeah and also, so. there is those times where we just won't talk to each other because we're right, yeah, angry at each yeah. other.
1: Yeah, but, but uh, like, uh, like you know, when I am in rehearsals and stuff, like it, yes, it wouldn't be cost efficient, you know, to yeah. to. And there are times when I am rehearsing for two shows at once, and it's mm-hmm. like I have absolutely no free time, and that could ha- that could last for weeks, right? You know, and I am like, I don't want to get locked into paying for something that I am exactly. not using, so mm. I don't know. Meh.
0: That's fair, yeah. And I am not trying to pressure you or anything; just let obviously, you know. um, but. Uh, also, since you are a recurring co-host now, you can't do any more plays or anything because we need you on retainer for the for the podcast. So,
1: so I'm also uh, putting sorry. in my two weeks' notice right now oh, no. to the podcast. Oh,
2: Okay,
0: uh, yeah, to whom it may concern. Oh, okay, well, all right. Well, I'll bill you for the dues since you have so much money to throw. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> um, anyway, let's get into the actual episode yeah. before people stop listening. Um uh, yeah, so, uh, Letterboxd is awesome. Oh, also, by the way, um, <laughs> I tweeted this. I went and saw Creed 2, uh, Cruise Control. Um, mm. and I realized that that was my 300th movie viewing, like just movies I've watched in 2018. That was my 300th movie that I watched in God. 2018. I know, it's impressive, right? You need. It's impressive.
1: More friends. Stop, it's or impressive.
0: Something. I have plenty of friends. I've got you, I've got pizza tiny and feckus probably?
1: Probably. Um, Mike? <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably.
0: Anyway, um no, but it's my 300th <clears throat> movie and I that's the first time since t- since 2013 that I've broken 300 movies watching in a year. Mm. 2013 was the year that we started the podcast. Uh, 2013. Did I say that? Yeah. Um yeah. So anyway, uh, kind of bragging about that. Um bragging. it's impressive, I know. Yeah, it is impressive. Uh, but anyway, it's awesome because of those three hundred, like I've watched probably upwards of eighty um, movies that were released in twenty eighteen, and every year we do like a top ten list and everything. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be like the most stressed out I'm going to be about making my top ten. Um, you better make a spreadsheet. I know. Oh yeah. Phew. Well, that's the thing. I and this is going to be even more impressive. So watch out, everyone. Uh, on the first of the year I always like, well the last couple years I've gone to like, uh, taken my laptop and gone to Starbucks and gotten like a drink or whatever and then just made my list and everything and compiled all my, my data for the year for movies watched.
1: Why was it important to include that you go to Starbucks and get a drink?
0: Oh, because I used to. well because I just I don't want to just loiter there and not get a drink. You
1: could just do that here, though. Uh,
0: but no, because then I'll get distracted, and I just like because I think it stems from when I was a security guard. I would work the New Year's Day and get paid double to do half as much work on in mm-hmm. a normal shift. So, like, I would take my laptop and I would mm-hmm. do that all there. So, I like the idea of taking my laptop somewhere else and doing it. But anyway. Hmm. Um, all that's, yeah. So all that's to say, um, when, when we do, when me, Tiny and Mike do our year in review episode, um, I think before that, I'm going to give you a list of all the movies that we watched for 2018. And if you want, I don't know if this is something you'll want to do, but if you want to like rank 10 of them for like best movies to...
1: Well, I can't say no, I because yeah, this is well, on the on podcast the now. Exactly. I can't say no, I'm not going to do it. I'm yes. not going to give you content for the podcast. Yes.
0: So, so yeah, and then we'll <laughs> unveil that. Yep. Um, so I'll see you at Starbucks on the first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, anyway, movie theater potpourri. But before we get to that, we have oh two God. news items <laughs> to go over. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you about this. The Detective Pikachu <gasps> trailer. Yeah! You are a big, big fan of Pokemon. Yeah, well, uh, well, I, I the was the
1: correct age growing mm-hmm. up for it. I was ten years old when it came out in America, and mm-hmm. I, I, my first Pokemon card was a Ponyta. My grandma got me she got me I don't know where she got where she bought a single Pokemon card cuz they came in like packs. Oh wow. But but for my birthday for my 10th birthday she got me a Ponyta card and I was mm-hmm. so excited to start my journey nice. as a Pokemon trainer. Um I mean we we collected cards and we would we would like um battle at recess, you know. We nice. would it was and then um i'm i'm replaying the second generation game pokemon crystal right now mm-hmm. um which i told you is very important to me personally when i was a child right. my house burned down and yes. it was uh um right around that age um i was mm, no, I was, t- I was 10 years old. So, uh, I mean, we, it was a total loss. We lost everything. Mm-hmm. And my birthday was right after that. And so my Jeez, parents. I didn't realize
0: it was so close to your birthday. Yeah.
1: It was, um. Yours
0: and Jasmine's. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Cause our birthdays are just a couple days apart. Wow. So our, our parent, I mean, obviously we didn't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, cause we didn't have like any things. Right. So our parents were able to get us like one, like, birthday present each. And mm-hmm. I, I got a, a, a Game Boy with one game and I mm-hmm. got Pokemon Crystal and I would spend hours playing and replaying and replaying that game. And it was nice. like, it was like my little escape. And mm-hmm. it was, so I'm replaying it now and I'm having all these feels. And then <laughs> they, they bring out Detective Pikachu. And now this has mm-hmm. been in talks mm-hmm. for years. And I mean, I, we, we have known certain details about what the movie was going to be. We knew it was going to be live action. Mm-hmm. And we knew that Pikachu was going to talk. Right. Those two elements don't sound like they're going to make a good movie. And right. it kept getting postponed and canceled mm-hmm. for different reasons and, and we didn't hear much about it. And then this came out of nowhere. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds is is voicing Pikachu <laughs> and it, it it looks like a good movie. It does. It, it, it actually it looks does. really good.
0: It looks like it's fun and like just the uh, the set design of it just looks like, like, I believe that there, there are these Pokemon that are walking around. Yeah. And stuff. Like, I believe it is live action. I, am, I never thought I would say that. I
1: am very excited. I yeah. think it's going to be a really good movie. Oh yeah.
0: Do you happen to know offhand if it's, it's, if it's like based on any source material or if it's like a, is there like a comic strip or? some precedent for a detective pikachu ah
1: uh, i know detective the detective pikachu exists in some form i couldn't i think there was like a detective pikachu video game or something that was okay. like only released in japan or something like that oh, I see. um so that's I, I i know i've seen like images of pikachu in the detective outfit. okay um but i couldn't tell you exactly
0: what okay. it what it's from and i love ryan reynolds just him doing any kind of voice work now, like it's just yeah. going to be, obviously it's going to be compared to Deadpool, which obviously that's not a fair comparison since this is not going to be R-rated, but I just love his attitude when he, when he is like uh, a voice actor or yeah. actress. Well,
1: I, I just, I want him to start cursing and, <laughs> yeah. and Pikachu to pull out a gun and start shooting people, but he's mm. not going to. Right. Um, yeah. Yes. There's a Nintendo <laughs> 3DS game called Detective Pikachu. Okay.
0: Nice. Yeah. Okay, I see that here. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, there is precedent for it. Um, cool. Well, I'm excited for that. Um, we'll we'll have to see it and review it for sure. That comes out in May, oh, I think of next year. Uh,
1: Detective Pikachu has been confirmed for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate.
0: Oh. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. Um, the next news item that I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that I'm, I'm going to surprise you with this cause I don't know if you're aware of this news. Um, but new line cinema has bought the rights to the viral social media buzzfeed ghost story. Dear David.
1: <gasps> I, knew, I, 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 yeah. I knew that he, I knew that, um, uh, he, he was Adam, uh, Adam Ellis. Yeah. was in talks, mm-hmm. uh, cause he had. Tweeted about it, but I was obsessed you were. with the Dear David story. I was checking <laughs> multiple times a day, seeing mm-hmm. what updates there were. For people who were unaware, go follow Adam Ellis on Twitter mm-hmm. at I thought you had it up. Uh, I didn't. Uh, um, uh, Moby Dickhead, I think, is his oh, name. Yeah. <laughs> um let me see if that's right. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, Moby underscore dickhead. Um, he's a cartoonist. He used to work for Bud- BuzzFeed. He no mm-hmm. longer works for BuzzFeed. Okay. Um, and his apartment, uh, was haunted and mm-hmm. he, it started out like weird stuff and he would wake up in the middle of the night. He would have these horrible nightmares and he kept thinking that he saw this little boy mm-hmm. and he had this nightmare where, where a little girl told him you can ask dear David three, three questions, mm-hmm. but if you ask him,
0: more than more than, more
1: than three yeah he'll get you Kill or something you. yeah and he and, Dave, and you have
0: to say dear david
1: yeah and, and dear david is like um he's a little boy and his head is misshapen like yeah. it's been crushed mm-hmm. and he and he asks he asks him three questions and then he asks he he, he asks him basically he's like you know what happened to you mm-hmm. you know um And stuff like that. And then he, he can't help himself. He asks a fourth question. It's something like, who, who did this to you or something? Or Mm -hmm. was it an accident or something like that? Um, and dear David looks at him and he reaches out to get him and then he woke up. Mm -hmm. But since then he had been having all these horrible nightmares where David was in his room and he got all these pictures and weird stuff. Like he found like a child's like a marble and like a shoe or something in his mm-hmm. attic all this we- like
0: weird weird mm-hmm. stuff he was hearing like knocks on his door yeah and yeah
1: and his cats were freaking out it's mm-hmm. this whole story he's got it pinned on his twitter account so mm-hmm. check it out it's in first a um for a very scurry um, <laughs> <laughs> a uh but yeah they're gonna make a dear david movie and yeah. i am gonna i'm definitely gonna see that yeah
0: i'm uh i'm excited for it because um <laughs> I remember exactly where we were when you told me this story. Where ah, like, were we? We were at um, Psalms. Oh yeah, downtown, downtown before an Indians game. Ah, and oh we were, yeah. Yep.
1: Wait, I think we were like fishing for conversation, Wait, pretty cause, much, because uh, we we would already talked about Clown Daddy.
0: Yes, yes.
1: So, like, what other topics so is are this there? Be David uh, Daddy? Um, no, he's a child. Well, he's a, he's a child. He who is a child. How-, how dare you? you know, who You're knows knows disgusting. You're disgusting.
0: When he, when, who knows when he died? He was a child. He could
1: be an adult he's now. He's a child. He's a ghost. Ghosts don't age. Anyway, well, anyway. so <laughs> all of this, like, he, like Adam Ellis, like, quit mm-hmm. his job at BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. Like, he couldn't, he was, he couldn't sleep. He couldn't eat. He, he, I mean, this, like, it, it, it became his whole life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know what he's doing now he still is putting out comics
0: yeah i think i actually shared one of his comics yeah funny um, good stuff yeah. oh yeah
1: um but uh yeah so i don't i don't even know if he is still living in the same apartment i can't imagine hmm. i mean yeah the story has stopped right he, he after a while he didn't he didn't tweet for a very long time it went from and like people, August
0: 2017 people were very December. concerned about
1: him and being right. like can you can you tweet something like we're Mm -hmm. we're worried and he and he just it was like something very cryptic like Mm -hmm. things have quieted down you know i'm done talking about it and and didn't hear anything else and then he's like now there's a movie he also tweeted (laughs) out this is hilarious but it's a tweet i liked it so if you really want to see it scroll through my liked tweets (laughs) but it's he took a compilation of um we were we were just talking about fan art people Mm -hmm. have done like romantic fan art between him and david and oh, dear david wow.
0: it's like it's so how crazy. dare they he's a child i'm gonna <laughs> i to pull it up give us some filler yeah um you know this is an interesting thing because I, I don't know like and this can be a longer conversation than it probably needs to be but like do you do you believe it like do you believe that it's an actual thing or is it like just like a story that's going uh, along. I,
1: I okay, I'm very into conspiracy theories and ghost stories mm. and everything like that. I don't think they're true. Right.
0: Um what's your uh, your position on uh um, jet fuel and steel beams?
1: Uh, um, <laughs> we won't get into 9/11 again. We went down this right. road.
0: <laughs> it's a really weird day for oh me. Oh my god,
1: okay. There's like four oh pictures. So scroll over. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to see this. Yeah, it's not that far down on my likes. Holding, so. holding. There's, him there's more.
0: So there's wow, the misshapen head and everything. Yeah, and that's a Pokemon one. <laughs> oh, okay. You are challenged by Trainer Adam and Dear David. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. So his Spanish. his that's his awesome. tweet was. <laughs>
1: Uh, y'all need jesus (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i'm very excited to see what they do me too um i'm i'm assuming the the movie plot is Mm. going to be about adam i would hope so and his experience yeah but who knows they could do something
0: completely different and like they could just bought the right maybe maybe
1: like they'll do a second movie that'll be like the Mm. dear david origin Mm.
0: story Mm. (sighs) see that and that raises an interesting question like i kind of like the age we're in now like this it's a it's kind of incredible like we talk a lot about how you know hollywood's running out of ideas and they're remaking a bunch of stuff and everything and then like here's this story that was written on twitter Mm -hmm. and is being produced into a movie it's just in it's an interesting time to live yeah 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 and of course we're we are living in a post shit my dad says world where the guy who are you aware of this
1: what was Uh, that was that the youtube guy
0: uh no he, he on twitter this guy started a twitter that oh. was called shit my dad says okay. it's just stuff that it like he started living with his parents or something like that and he just tweeted the stuff that his dad said an elderly gentleman and then he parlayed that into a book deal oh. and that book deal became a tv show with i think will shatner as the dad yeah it was like a one season wonder it what got a canceled. time to be alive yeah <laughs> so i'm hoping that will shatner <laughs> plays uh dear david no, movie? he has to be a little boy. No, well, you know you can CGI that.
1: That's fine. But I'm, I'm very interested to see what mm-hmm. they do. I am definitely like, okay, no, no, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't believe in ghosts. Sure. I, am a very rational person. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: So people who do believe in ghosts are irrational.
1: I just, I need a scientific explanation.
0: That's what's called gotcha journalism. It's,
1: I, I need a scientific explanation for things. Okay. Um. That's just where my beliefs are based. Okay. Pizza, do you mind? I know
0: (laughs) she never plays with that toy. You come over to record a podcast. She's playing with that toy.
1: (laughs) I do believe in aliens though. Do you? And now, uh, now I don't think, I don't know that they like Mm -hmm. are watching us. Yeah. Like, I don't think Roswell like happened. Yeah. Uh, Well, Roswell exists. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure that Roswell is real. New Mexico. That would be a fun trip Um, to take. But, uh, uh, but I, I just, do I believe in extraterrestrial life? Mm. Yes. How did we get here? I know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I just had like a weird out of body experience <laughs> I was looking down <laughs> at myself saying I do believe in extraterrestrial right. life. But I just think it's, it's but you became a ghost the, this, then. The scale of, of the universe it is negligible mm. to believe that we are right. the only planet capable of supporting yeah. carbon based life forms.
0: And it's interesting because I just listened to a podcast all about, mm. uh, stonehenge mm. and they like it's it's the podcast is called conspiracy theories
1: um i love conspiracy yeah. theories. Well, i do i love i love like unexplained mm-hmm. shit like that oh, like yeah. um it, what's what's the uh feel free to cut this oh yeah out.
0: well I'll, I'll finish my stonehenge thing um they were talking about stonehenge and like they were talking about how like like all the different theories about it, how it's like, Oh, did aliens create it and stuff? Yeah. And it's like, they like, you should probably check out this podcast, honestly, because mm-hmm. it's, it's right up your alley. Um, but they basically talk about how, uh, it's probably, it was mo- most likely just like burial ground or a ceremonial place. And also maybe a calendar. Mm. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so what were you, gonna-
1: uh, I saw a joke about now that it's daylight savings time, they have to move all the rocks at Stonehenge. <laughs> That's good. Nice. Um, have you heard of the, antikythera mechanism that was found in greece you you probably have seen it you just no no you uncultured swine um it is this um mechanism that appears to be part of some sort of functioning computer that was found in the oceans of greece um (laughs) and uh it's it believed to be an analog computer and it's i mean Mm -hmm. it dates back to ancient greece and it's it's um hundreds of years you know, advanced mm-hmm. technology, like w- w- way more advanced wow. than they should have had at that time. Well, I, I, I'm thinking about it now because they just found mm-hmm. another part. They oh. just, like just a couple weeks ago, scientists found another piece of the mechanism. They're trying to like put it together and find out what it was for. They think wow. it was like maybe some sort of calculator, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a real like machine with, with, I mean, it's a real, it was. Mm. like a real computer it's like oh, how did they build this nice. what, what was it for like it's it's just crazy i was obsessed with this wow. when i was a kid i was like gonna mm. solve
0: the mystery nice. but i didn't i haven't yet Huh? well you'll yeah. get there you'll get there um so yeah we're veering off track you think um, yeah <laughs> it's been a really weird recording um <laughs> so let's talk about movies for yeah, the love of god please um, so we've seen recently we've seen four movies huh. in the theater um and just today we saw Widows. Yeah. Which I kinda wanna save that for last. Okay.
1: Should we yeah, do that?
2: That's nah. fine.
0: No, let's start with that. Oh, yeah, let's okay. start with Widows. Um so yeah, I I have like on my notes I have like it's spaced so I could put notes and I just didn't put notes. So we saw Widows today. Yeah. Now the best thing we have going for is is being who we are. Why? Because no one thinks we have the balls to pull this off um this is the movie that's directed by steve mcqueen and co-written by him and gillian flynn who did gone girl um yeah it's uh let me read the plot description courtesy Mm -hmm. of imdb it's got a really great cast um viola davis michelle rodriguez elizabeth debicki debicki yeah uh, Liam Neeson, John Bernthal, Daniel Kaluuya, and ah Daniel Kaluuya, and uh Carrie Coon, Robert Duvall, Colin Farrell, a bunch of people. So, uh, the plot is set in contemporary Chicago amid a time of turmoil. Four women with nothing in common except a debt left behind by their dead husbands' criminal activities take fate into their own hands and conspire to forge a future on their own terms. So let's get into this in a non-spoiler section first. Yeah. And then we'll do a spoiler section. Um so this was a movie that I was looking forward to from the trailers. Yeah.
1: It looked like Um, just just action-packed and and very exciting.
0: Oh yeah. And I'm a huge fan of Steve McQueen as a director. Um he did Twelve Years a Slave and Hunger. But Twelve Years a Slave and like I own it on Blu-ray, but I don't know if I'll ever watch it again because it is so immersed immersively bleak mm. um because of course it's the story of uh solomon Northrop, who was uh, a free man who was kidnapped and sold into slavery and spent 12 years in slavery and like it is a relentless just true depiction of of slave life and uh just it i mean it's an incredible piece of filmmaking mm. um and incredibly powerful but anyway so that was Really, my real introduction to Steve McQueen, um, and he, like, he just kind of blew me away. So I was really excited for Widows. What were your expectations for it?
1: I thought it was going to be good. Um, <laughs> no, like, it just, it's a stellar cast. Yeah. Um, and the plot was something that I haven't really seen before. Right. Um, it, I mean, it, the, the setup is like a, you know, a typical Hitman movie, mm-hmm. but with a huge twist in that it's the widows who are pulling off right. the hit. Um, heist. Yeah, but, uh, but it was, um, uh. That's a mansplain
0: either. Sorry. It's, <laughs>
1: um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it was just it, this, this really fun, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: action packed mm-hmm. movie. And you don't get a lot of that. F- you don't get movies like that for women too often. Right. Um, and the, it was just, it was, it was really cool. It was mm-hmm.
0: a very cool movie.
1: And that's a very I'm, smart movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it too, is that it didn't, it wasn't so much like a, they didn't hit, hit on that fact a lot. Like they didn't say like, oh, this is the women are doing the heist now. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, we're women and we're trying to learn mm-hmm. how to do this stuff. It was like, just very like uh authentic in the way mm-hmm. that it's like okay these it's more of a fish out of water than anything yeah and it's like people uh acclimating to a lifestyle that they don't know and that's yeah. not specific like men and women kind of thing so i appreciated that yeah. um yeah what uh yeah uh the performances i thought were all great
1: yeah 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 i loved yeah. cynthia erivo mm-hmm. who played bell
0: yeah uh just such a really cool character oh yeah
1: um And she was she was great. I also loved so uh, much cardio. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. She was pumping it. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I loved Elizabeth Debicki who played mm. Alice. I lo- I loved that character. I, I don't think I've seen her in anything else. I don't think I have either. Um, but but she was um, I was rooting for her the whole time. Mm-hmm.
0: She that character like the characterization of her like I I like that these that these women weren't, I kind of thought that maybe they were judging from the trailer. I thought that they were going to be all like acquaintances and stuff and all like kind of part of the yeah, team. Yeah. They, but they'd never met. They'd never met. Yeah. And each one had like a different kind of angle into mm-hmm. it. Like, um, uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character was Linda.
1: To, Linda. Linda. Listen. Linda. Listen.
0: Um, <laughs> she wanted to, she was trying to save her store. Mm-hmm. Um, Viola Davis was, was, you know, had the debt pinned mm-hmm. on her and stuff. Um, but it felt like, uh, oh God, why can't I, th- uh, Alice's character, um, Elizabeth Debicki's character, Alice, she, like, she had the, I think, feel like she was drawn more strongly than the other ones. Mm. Not, not to.
1: She, she had the most know. like development and yeah. growth during the, the, movie. the movie she yeah she she felt very human
0: mm-hmm. um and like it was a really good depiction of kind of an, an abused character yeah. and like she has Who's this, like finally finding her footing exactly in one thing that i really appreciate about and this is veering kind of into spoilers but not really um she has a subplot involving a character played by lucas haas in the movie and I really liked that dynamic Mm because I won't go into detail about what that dynamic is, but it, it felt to me like it was a good, it was, it was a very real depiction of like someone who is emotionally, I wouldn't say damaged, but emotionally fragile, Mm -hmm. um, coming together with someone who is on the surface, like, uh, um a
1: nice guy
0: a nice a nice guy but but um, underneath he's manipulative exactly and like i like that they didn't go like all in on, yeah yeah on that.
1: they didn't shove it in your face yeah it, it, it was, was it very
0: was... subtle mm-hmm. and like you could kind of see like the machinations of an abusive relationship yeah. forming yeah um and i, I just really appreciated that yeah. about the movie um, um
1: daniel kaluuya who mm-hmm. uh, played jatem J- jatem um mm-hmm fantastic performance mm-hmm. what an interesting character One oh, yeah. thing that, that we talked about right after we saw the movie mm-hmm. was how intellectual he was he was like mm-hmm. the muscle
0: right um, he was the muscle of one of the factions and i mentioned on last week's episode and also every single time we saw the trailer to you um, since he doesn't speak in the trailer uh-huh. i was really really hoping that he would have like a high he peak, spoke voice. in his
1: first st- i i his i first i really wanted him to not talk yeah either at all or right. until the very end of the movie, he but he, us the money. he <laughs> but he did, he, he spoken in, in the first yeah. scene he was in, but he was, he, he wasn't just like a typical, like,
0: mm-hmm. um, he wasn't just menacing.
1: Yeah. Like he was, th- th- there's one scene where he shows up to do some dirty work mm-hmm. and he is reading a novel and mm-hmm. he puts his bookmark in and, Turns around and does his work, and there's right. another where he's he's listening to like a political podcast, yeah. and he he's he's got a a, a like a learn to speak Spanish mm-hmm. tape playing in his car, and right, and, and it's a, he he just a very <laughs> interesting intellectual mm-hmm. character.
0: When uh, when the movie comes out, and that like the clip of him listening to what I suppose is a podcast, mm-hmm. I really want to take I want to do some editing and just swap put it in out. the obsessive viewer. viewer. <laughs> yeah uh you should not i should it'll be it'll be great um but yeah he was a really in like that actor i just i love him yeah I've, I've loved him since he was in black mirror and obviously get out um
1: i guess uh yeah. the director of that episode of of black mirror mm-hmm. had said that when when people see him like yeah. when this comes out when people see him they're gonna be all over yeah. him and he really has he just exploded right. oh yeah um which is great he's a, mm-hmm. an incredibly talented actor so oh, hope yeah. to, hope, hope have to you see, seen him. have you seen
0: his episode of Black yeah Hair? nice yes i nice. have yeah it's so good anyway um yeah so the performances were all great even uh Michelle rodriguez who i am i've always been kind of lukewarm on um mm-hmm. she was in i think i think i'm biased because she wasn't was she on in, lost she was on lost mm-hmm. yeah she was she was in she was in lost for a while. And there were a lot of reports that she was just very difficult to work with uh. and she was kind of a diva and kind of like like no one liked working with her. Mm. And I always kind of got the impression that she didn't really have much in terms – like she didn't really give much in her performance like on that show or in like the – for the most part in like the Fast and Furious movies. Um, it didn't really seem like she had the acting chops. But I think she did a good job in this movie. I
1: really enjoyed her in this. I've yeah. never seen the Fast and the Furious movies. Mm-hmm. Um but she, she was, she, I thought she was really good in this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I
0: that's, she's, there wasn't a weak me.
1: performance. Absolutely. In the entire cast. I'll yeah. say that. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. And Robert Duvall, first of all, um, first of Duvall, he was, um, <laughs> he was, uh, I was kind of surprised how just old he looked. Like that kind of bummed me out a little bit. Cause I mean, I know people age and everything, but it just like seeing him so old, yeah. like I wonder how much of that was makeup and how much yeah. of that was Robert Duvall. Um, cause he's a phenomenal actor, but I liked the kind of dynamic between him and Colin Farrell's character, uh-huh. how it's like this father and son kind of, okay. Do you know what an alderman does?
1: No, okay, I, I, I know, no I know that aldermans exist, yes. but I don't know what and an alderman an does for the Chicago. ward. I don't know what, um, I know a guy, I went to high school with a guy mm-hmm. whose last name was alderman. Okay. But that's a coincidence. That's
0: not the same, but Okay. A member of, oh, okay, a member of, well, this is, <laughs> um, in England before 1974. Uh, oh boy. An alderman was a member of a county or borough council next in status to the mayor.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, oh, he did say
1: that he wanted to be the mayor. Yeah. Because he was, he was working toward becoming the mayor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like this is like a step on the political ladder, right? But I don't know what the alderman does. Yeah,
0: I don't know, but uh, but yeah, I I liked their dynamic. The but they seem to awesome take it thing. very seriously. They <laughs> do. They take it very seriously. Um, and I like that it wasn't like a political intrigue kind of thing. It's like their like the the story in the movie is that uh, Jack Mulligan, played by Colin Farrell, is going up in an election against. Um, Jamal Manning, um, an African American guy who's going up against him and that, and it's, well, I won't go into that cause that's kind of spoilery, but basically they're at odds and they're, they're working toward this election. And then by circumstance, the, the widows are involved with, with them and uh, with those camps in, in varying degrees. Um, but there's an interesting dynamic between Robert Duvall's character who plays Jack Mulligan's father and, uh, Colin Farrell. Like I liked seeing that, um, Especially when it got more heated and mm-hmm. like more um, anger and everything, yeah. Um, yeah so I, I liked that. How did you feel about that subplot?
1: Uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, it was very easy to dislike yeah. Robert Duvall's character, mm-hmm. uh, but but I but I I didn't like uh, Mulligan either. Right. So I kind of wanted them to
0: destroy each other. Sure. You know. Sure, and it kind of seemed like it could have been a little. Cluttered plot-wise, um, by having them do their thing, the Mannings do their thing, the Widows doing their thing, and they kind of threw a lot of stuff at it. But I kind of appreciated how the script kind of managed all those sub. Yeah,
1: I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was too cluttered. I yeah, it was too much.
0: I was kind of afraid it would be maybe not hard to follow, but like it would. Like I was afraid my interest was going to wane a little bit because mm-hmm. um, of all the different things at play. But I, it held my attention very well.
1: Yeah, I yeah. do. I do have one uh, criticism to make about the mm-hmm. film. Some of the camera shots were kind of weird.
0: Are you okay? There
1: there was one shot in particular that I'm thinking of that was shot outside of the car. It was Mulligan and his campaign manager, manager. or I I don't think she was his wife. I don't think she was the
0: campaign manager, uh, assistant or something. They were talking in the
1: car, and it was, it was the entire, it was. A long scene? Yeah. Shot completely outside of the car. Mm -hmm. You couldn't see them talking at all. Right. It was a weird choice. It was just like a
0: voiceover. Like, I was like, because, okay. I don't
1: know why they did that. Yeah. Because there were other scenes that were shot inside of cars. So it's not like that was set up as a
0: convention or anything. Yeah. It just was, it felt out of place. It did. It kind of felt like it was, and it was surprising because Steve McQueen is someone who is very, uh, aware of of what he can do like in terms of like in camera like Mm -hmm. he like there's a there's like a i want to say 10 maybe 15 minute like single take um sequence in hunger Mm -hmm. where it's just two people talking and like it's it's incredible because it's just like there's no break at all Mm -hmm. it's just them talking um so he's not opposed to doing like flourishes like that like behind the camera
1: i just i didn't know why why i didn't get it there was another another shot that kind of was odd it was Mm -hmm. the the reverend when he was in the church when he was giving his sermon it was very tight tight on on him And I don't know why they did that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it kind of took like for a second. I was like, "Oh, okay." I
1: thought we were watching it on a TV or yeah. something. I thought that was that was what we were doing. I was trying to
0: figure out like what, but he it was, was exactly. it was like
1: very tight yeah. on him. And a, yeah, that was kind of weird. So just just a couple shots that were yeah. that were kind of mm-hmm. uh, confusing why they did it that way. Well, the so.
0: going back to the car scene. Yeah. like I kind of have a couple of thoughts on that. One is that. It came across. And this is a cynical, cynical theory on my part, which is "Cynical Theory" is the name of my band. Mm. Um no, I don't have a band, guys. Um, anyway, "Cynical Theory" would be a good name. But that would anyway, be a good name for a band. Um, so, my cynical theory of that is that they initially. My thought is that they initially wanted to shoot inside the car. Um, maybe something happened, like they killed, like the film wasn't good or whatever, and they had, they, the- they had to voice over the had to do it over the footage and or something? decided to do that because like you can't see them yeah maybe maybe like this actor schedule didn't work out like they had to do voice. no over
1: no work. because it was the same shot from when they that were getting right, into the car in in the car they showed them getting into the car it doesn't cut away That's it's the right. same shot
0: well and then my other theory my more like um film critic theory <laughs> or uh is that it kind of maybe it was by design that way
1: i think it was i'm just confused why it just was odd it seemed out of
0: place maybe it could have been because it was showing like like chicago as they're driving it wasn't
1: though it was pretty tight on the car you didn't really see a lot of the background you see
0: like it goes it starts at the left uh passenger side Mm -hmm. and then it shifts to the right right. so like you see like i mean yeah most of the most of the shot is in like on the car um i i yeah but and did you notice that the driver was an african-american yes john and yeah and i wonder if like maybe that's part of it because he right from the outset when they like, get in the car it says something racist yeah um
1: but why i mean but you couldn't see his reactions very yeah. well yeah i just it was it, it just it that's didn't the, it didn't work for me whatever they were uh, going
0: yeah. for it didn't translate for me i and i agree i'm the same way like so i'm <laughs> i'm more trying to make sense of it than defend it in yeah. any way. um yeah, very kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um I will say to its credit, I haven't seen anything like that in a while. So I mean It was like that. we were
1: riding on the hood of the car. It was, yeah.
0: Holding and on yeah, and, and, like, and
1: eavesdropping.
0: What's weird about that is that well, maybe that maybe that was part of the point. Like, maybe it was to show like this is Jack Mulligan at his most like i don't know if i'd say vulnerable but like his most private moment and like we're eavesdropping but also then again to what end because we don't get anything like that at all the rest of the movie um but yeah it was a very bizarre sequence um i'm I'm very curious to find out like what the deal was yeah but um but yeah so the actual action and everything without going into spoilers of course um what do you think of it, I feel like the movie started out like really strong with mm-hmm. with like a really yeah. incredible sequence. Yeah. yeah. Um
1: Yeah, it was good. I love I love the I love the couple shots we got of like training, mm-hmm. you know, for the for the job. Yeah. Um and uh I loved the the uh the scene where they're scouting.
2: Yes. Um Yeah. The, tar- the location. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh That was a really cool sequence. Oh, yeah. That everyone had their job, and then mm-hmm. of, of course the actual heist. Um mm-hmm. it, it was just really cool to oh, yeah. to see it all come together like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. And like, I like that the movie didn't depend on the action because, like, it's a casing, very the story. casing the joint. Casing the joint. Casing the joint. Is what I was trying yes. to think yes. of. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the actual heist was good, and I I like that. Like I said, I like that it wasn't dependent on the action because, like, the drama of the of the story, the
1: stakes are so high. They are, and you're so emotionally mm. attached to the the women at this point. Exactly. I was just oh god, I just wanted them. I just I was right. just like, hurry, 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 get out of there, get out of oh, there. Yeah. You got to do it. You got to get out of there. Oh, you know, yeah. I just didn't want them like, get caught. I didn't want you know. I
0: oh yeah, and and I like that the drama between the between the women, the the widows, mm-hmm. like I like that the drama wasn't solely about the the stakes of the heist Mm. like it wasn't like okay we're gonna get killed if we don't pull this off it's like that was there but it's also like oh alice is is you know kind of gravitating back into a uh an emotionally abusive circumstance and like so many different elements were like we get these really poignant scenes with viola davis where we see liam neeson like in reflection and yeah. like it's through her imagination that she's, that she's being cradled by him and yeah. held by him and stuff. Um, as she's grieving for her husband. Yeah, Cause it's while they're really doing great.
1: all this, it, the, the whole movie takes place within the span of like, within the span
0: of about a month. Yeah. Of the death of yeah. the, the husband.
1: So, so they are still, they're still grieving.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're still in mourning. And, uh, the film opens with, you know, the, it was really interesting the way that they did that because it has the heist that, you know, goes horribly wrong to create, create the titular characters, um, intercut with introducing us to the dynamics of the husbands. with Yeah. The wives.
1: That was really well done.
0: Yeah. I really liked that. Um, also when, when shit went south, I just, I'm, I got a kick out of it because you turned to me and said, I hope they're okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, the whole van exploded. <laughs> explodes. I said,
0: hope they're okay. Yeah. um, um, they weren't. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't. Um, but yeah, and we can kind of dive into spoilers. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about spoilers. Yeah. So since we're reviewing a lot of movies this this week, I'm gonna have to ask you guys to check the show notes for the spoilers. I'm gonna put the spoiler discussion probably after the uh, after after the uh, outro to the podcast. So um, check the show notes for our spoiler discussion for each movie. And hopefully it's not too, you know, uh, too complicated. So of course those show notes can be found at obsessiveviewer.com slash OV two five nine. So we just had a spoiler discussion about widows. I'm going to take that again. Cause I'm about to burp. Okay. So we just had a spoiler discussion about widows. Uh, check the show notes at obsessiveviewer.com slash OV259, uh, for the link to like, like the actual timestamp of that. Also check the show notes of this episode. If you're using pocket casts, or I think Stitcher also does this too, but if you look at the show notes of the episode, you can actually like click the timestamp and it'll jump right to it in the recording. So, you know, pro tip but uh one of the other movies we watched recently and we'll do again a non-spoiler review and then spoiler review that we'll have time stamped but uh is one of the movies that you and i were very much looking forward to yeah
1: the the trailers made it look so good yes
0: it is overlord
1: yeah
3: welcome to france
0: what happened here Some questions don't have good answers. There's a lot of soldiers out there, and there's only four of us.
3: Find out what's inside
0: that cop out. And uh, I'll read the plot description, courtesy of IMDb. Uh, A small group of American soldiers find horror behind enemy lines on the eve of D-Day. Uh, this movie features Jovan Adepo as Boyce, Wyatt Russell as Ford, and uh, Ian DeCast... Good guess. Ian DeCast... Ian DeCastaker, I think. Yes. <laughs> Ian DeCastaker. Um... Yeah. Uh and a bunch of other people. Mm. But yeah, so we were very much looking forward to it. it, yeah. it seemed like a fun, like Yeah, the, uh, the trailer made it look yeah.
1: like it starts out like a World War Two movie. Mm-hmm. Um which has been done before. Right. But it quickly turns into like there's something going on. Yeah. Uh oh, yeah. and it 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 just it looked like maybe zombies some kind of monster mm-hmm. horror uh it just it was very grabbing and yeah. and i'm so glad we saw it it was it was everything oh, yeah. i expected it was oh god it was so gory
0: absolutely was,
1: there was one part where you oh, like yeah.
0: whimper i did oh yes Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yep. it was it was good whoa. it was really good they did not shy away from it but it was like it wasn't like gratuitous either. Like,
1: it, yeah, it was, it was a little. I mean, it, <laughs> okay,
0: it was, but like, it wasn't like as gratuitous as it could have been.
1: It was really good. It was, yeah,
0: good. just so so cool. Yeah, um, the storyline was really good. Um, I I thought that it was. First of all, let's let's talk about the opening sequence uh, where they're in the plane yeah. and they're about to parachute down to to D Day. Yeah, everything. and
1: they're getting their instructions. Yeah. And-
0: Um, really incredible sequence. Yeah. Um, it looks. Could you imagine
1: being with those guys? No,
0: no. I,
1: I mean, I, I, I I would just hope that I would die quickly. Yeah. (laughs) I uh. (laughs) I think about the Mike Braviglia quote. Mm -hmm. I love the troops because if they weren't the troops, I would be the troops, (laughs) and I would be the worst troops.
0: That's right. I was going to make a reference. I was going to say, if I were in that position, I had to go like jump out of the plane and stuff. I would just be like, I, I forgot. I told my friend I'd meet them for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: you don't, you, just, you don't believe me? You don't well, believe me? You don't believe me. Well, come with me.
0: <laughs> um, uh, for our listeners, that's a reference to... Um, Nathan for you. Nathan for you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that just the the style that that was shot in was just so realistic. And, yeah. Like, obviously it was all like green screen, green screen and everything. And I read that they had like an actual like plane kind of on gimbals and they were shaking it around and everything. And apparently a lot of the actors in the scene, actors in the scene were, um, yes. Um, were actual like actual, like stunt people that were going through like actual fire as they like were fall- mm. like flying through. Um, but yeah, really, really, um, intense and really, really cool way to just high energy right from the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, and like the, the dialogue felt authentic. Mm -hmm. Um, like it didn't feel like they were stuffing in a bunch of exposition, which honestly they were, but it didn't come across as, well.
1: but but also they, they didn't explain what D day is. They didn't have to because the audience
0: knows exactly. They gave us the date and we knew what the, you know, we knew what they were doing Mm Mm-hmm. um Um, especially after i took out my phone and i was googling like oh june 6th i believe you
1: yeah um (laughs) great cast (laughs) oh yeah wyatt russell who Mm -hmm. is the son of kurt russell yes who um there was a i think it was like christmas last year my dad Mm -hmm. made me watch escape from new york and escape from la oh really like I've never, both I've never in seen one them. day, and wow. they're not. God, they're not good. Really, and Kurt Russell stars. Right, my dad loves these movies. Okay, and uh, Kurt Russell stars as Snake Snake Pliskin, Cobbie Snake, yes. Cobbie
0: Snake. <laughs> <Call me> snake. <laughs> I've uh, I've never and so seen. He looks
1: just like his dad, and oh, the whole time I was just thinking of him as like <laughs> Escape from Nazi Germany, like. Right. <laughs>
0: Call me Snake. I thought you were going to talk about, uh, Kurt Russell's new movie that's on Netflix right now called The Christmas Chronicles. I <laughs> Apparently, it's really good. Okay. He plays Santa. Um, it's the story of sister and brother Kate and Teddy Pierce, whose Christmas Eve plan to catch Santa Claus on camera turns into an une- unexpected journey that most kids could only dream about. Is I, he like, call me Snake? I probably. <laughs> um, it's funny. I haven't seen those movies, but, um, they're
1: like, they're, yeah. they're those kinds of movies that are so awful that they're almost good.
0: Okay. This is Kurt Russell as Santa.
1: Yeah, he looks like Santa. Yeah, he does. Um, he was also in, uh, Deepwater Horizon, which I rewatched over the weekend. Oh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. He was, huh. he played Mr. Jimmy, one of the, he's one of the main characters.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, wow.
1: Great movie. God. It's, oh, it, yeah not talked about it too often, but. Mm-hmm. That's, Deepwater Horizon really was a very good movie. Absolutely. I
0: think it was like number four on my top ten yeah. list that year. It was, yeah. it
1: was a very good movie. Yeah.
0: But Wyatt Russell, um. Yeah, he
1: was really good. He's so awesome. I've never seen him in anything. And, and I've he's seen not, him a few he's things. not just riding on his father's coattails. Right. He is very oh, talented. Absolutely.
0: Um, he was in Ingrid Goes West
1: oh yeah we talked about this he was was the douchebag brother yeah yeah that's right
0: um he was also in a movie called table 19 that was pretty good he played kind of an ex-boyfriend character but he was in one episode of black mirror Mm. um where he played kind of like i can you can you can listen to my review on anthology i reviewed the episode you know i will but yeah thank you i know you will um but uh he's he's just such a great like, I'm, I'm really excited for his career, um, and everything. I need to actually watch more of his stuff because he's been in a few more things that I haven't.
1: Very different character. Seen. I mean, I, I did see Ingrid Goes West. So, mm-hmm. very different character from the character he played in that.
0: Totally. Um, and I've always wondered, I've looked high and low in the, uh, internets, but I'm really curious if he was named after, uh, Wyatt Earp. Um, because Kurt Russell, I mean, granted, it was like 10 years later, but Kurt Russell played Wyatt Earp in Tombstone. Hmm. And I kind of wonder if that's why, I don't know. Well, you'll have to ask him. I will have to.
1: Um, So anyway. Ian DeCastiger, adorable. Sure. Of course, course, I love him from Agents of Mm -hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D., in which he plays... Uh, the also adorable Fitz, mm-hmm. uh, and he did it a, a great American accent. He did. Now, it was I was just from the trailer. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if it was him because I saw mm-hmm. him, but uh, you know the, the scenes are dark, and, right. and he does an American accent. So I wasn't sure if it was him yeah. or someone who just looked like him. And, and I looked like it up.
0: One clip where he yeah. has like a a uh, line of dialogue in yeah. The trailer. Yeah.
1: So I looked it up and it was him so I was very excited to see the movie going yeah. into it um cuz I I I'm a I'm a fan of his. Right. He's just so he's
0: just so cute. And he play I I love that his character isn't this hardened soldier. He's character.
1: the photographer. He is. He's like He's have, a war photographer. Yeah. Have you A combat. Right.
0: Have you seen um, Saving Private Ryan? No, I haven't. Okay. Oh. That will have to be... we will we'll have to watch that point. But anyway, um The actor Jeremy Davies plays a um, a character kind of similar to what that character was in in Overlord. He plays a uh, kind of a guy that's on the team that's going to save Private Ryan, Mm. but he's like he's useless. Like he just doesn't. Yeah, he's
1: yeah. At one point, they give him a gun, and he's Mm -hmm. like, "What? Huh? Yeah, me."
0: (laughs) So I kind of feel like that was kind of the intention with with this role, and I kind of feel like it was maybe an homage to Jeremy Davies and uh Same private. It was but, adorable. Um, yeah, Giovanni depo Yeah, who played Boyce? Yeah. yeah,
1: Was this like his breakout role I think or something? So, he I was seen amazing. Him he was very. He good. was very very good. Oh yeah. I, I was just you were from the beginning mm-hmm. you were very sympathetic to. We were talking earlier about oh, ca- uh characters who you you, you place yourself in mm-hmm. their shoes and and you're seeing the world through their eyes. That was definitely. Oh yeah. Uh, uh they definitely did a good job of that of making him, um sympathetic uh to the audience you know you Mm. you you definitely you're rooting for him
0: interesting yeah he was in um he's from the uk yeah he was in fences a couple years Mm. ago um he was also in the leftovers and he's going to be in a uh he was in mother yeah oh yeah um, he's going to be in Central Park five, hmm. which I think, Oh, Ava DeVernay uh, Dever, DeVernay is uh, doing it. I want to say that it's for HBO maybe, but it's about, um, the true story of, uh, based on the true story that gripped the country, the limited series will chronicle the notorious case of five teenagers mm-hmm. of color who are convicted of a rape. They did not commit
1: who, uh, to this day, president Donald Trump is still calling for their execution, even yeah. though they have been proven innocent yep mm, uh yeah. but that's neither here nor there but anyway um pilo <laughs> osbeck sure who played the nazi oh yes yeah very menacing now, there were several
0: nazis there right. were quite a few of them that's one of the things that i loved about the movie was like i mean i'll go on record and say it i'm anti-nazis you t- yeah um, yeah yes. take that to the bank yeah and like the way that the movie kind of has like N- somewhat over the top gore was so satisfying when it was Nazis. Yeah, like that was just I I loved seeing yeah. that. It was uh it was very cool.
1: Yeah, but he was good.
0: Mm-hmm. He was very oh, yeah. good. Oh yeah, very yeah. creepy, very unsettling. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just like the scenes with him and Chloe at the beginning, very uncomfortable. Yeah, um, yeah, and like the perspective that it took, like it cut between. Like being in the room and 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 then
1: watching them above watching, like from the attic. Just, yeah,
0: it just it yeah. felt uncomfortable. Um, the kid. Let's talk about the kid. Oh yeah, he was adorable. He was. Yeah, and he
1: actually like served a purpose. He did. Um, I love how they they used him when they thought they were gonna get caught, and they mm-hmm. they must have like you know pushed him forward, stand right here, and then they're like, oh, it's just
0: the kid, you know? Right. That's where I know the Nazi from. Uh, not a sentence I ever thought I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's you're on uh, Greyjoy in Game of Thrones. Okay, yeah, um, um,
1: yeah. Everyone was good. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine, who played like their sergeant. Yeah, I he thought- was good. He wasn't in the movie for very long, right. but he was he was.
0: Very good. And I thought for the longest time that he was an actor that I'd seen in uh, Boardwalk Empire, but turns out that mm. he wasn't.
1: And then uh, John Magaro and Dominic Applewhite, who were the two other guys um, mm-hmm. from there. Their, Which one was their the guy movie? that was like
0: so New York in the 40s? That was John Magaro. Okay. Yeah,
1: both of them were – like. Th- th- what a very interesting and likable cast of guys that they, yeah. that they got.
0: Oh, yeah. That's where I know him from uh, Bokeem Woodbine was Mm -hmm. in, um, uh, Spider-Man homecoming. He was, uh, one of, uh, vultures like henchmen. Oh, was
1: he? I knew I knew I'd seen him in something.
0: The guy who takes the shocker glove thing. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really good Good cast. Oh yeah. But the, just the set pieces and the, the action and the gore and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's worth mentioning that we saw this the week, uh, the weekend after you had a stomach flu, so throughout the movie, I was asking you if is, are, are those the noises you were making when you were sick, right? Because um, there were a lot of like zombie, like gross stuff. So yeah,
1: it wasn't funny then, and it's it's, uh, it's not now. funny now.
0: Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert: Yes, the like you, when you hear the gurgling noises, just imagine that's Kirsten being sick and and all uh, oh, gross and
1: everything. Yeah, like you never
0: had the stomach flu. I just I'm you know maybe I'm unbreakable. Who knows that's a different movie that's it is Um, anyway so uh yeah uh what else is there to talk about because we can go into spoilers in a moment um i i had read like or heard earlier this year that this was supposed to be a cloverfield movie but turns out that i think it was just rumored to be ah. um but I'm so glad that, uh, yeah, the, uh, some of the trivia is conver- confirmed by J.J. Abrams at the Paramount CinemaCon uh, presentation on April 25th, 2018, that the film is in fact not an entry in the Cloverfield franchise despite initial speculations. Now, um, that could be, like, that could be completely accurate, like, that could be completely truthful and everything, but also I've got to wonder if that is backpedaling. Like, I wonder if they initially thought that it was like, they initially conceived it as, or we're going to market it as a Cloverfield movie. Um, but then the Cloverfield paradox came out on Netflix in like February. Um, and was just garbage. Like it was dumb, just people hated it. Mm-hmm. And um, so maybe it would impact. So, yeah. So maybe they were just like, okay, this is damage control. We're not making yeah. this a Cloverfield movie. um, yeah, do, do you have any relation to the Clifford movies? Have you seen any of them? Any relation? Any relation? Yes. I-
1: are you, My uncle was, uh, is, are you boom related operator. To John Goodman? I, no, I've actually never seen any of the Cloverfield oh, movies. Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. It's the fur, like Cloverfield and 10 Cloverfield lane are really good for very, di- like, they're wildly different movies. Like Cloverfield. Yeah. They're like
1: not connected, right? right
0: exactly. Cloverfield is just like, it's like an anthology title. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it's neither here nor there because this isn't a Cloverfield movie. Um, I did wonder, like, throughout, Well, uh, there's a moment where... I I won't say that cuz we'll save that for spoilers. Um do you want to go ahead and go into spoilers? Yeah, let's go into spoilers. Okay. Yeah, so like uh like we did with Widows, we're going to go into spoiler discussion. Uh you can check the show notes for the timestamp of where to jump to to get to spoilers or just continue listening for a review of the next movie we're going to talk about which is a movie that I don't have on my list yet.
1: Great. Uh, yeah, Sounds so, good. It's going to yeah, be a good one.
0: It is. It really 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 is. Oh, Star is born. Um okay. Oh. oh. oh okay so we're going to go into spoilers for overlord all right so we just did a spoiler discussion of overlord uh check the show notes for it or continue listening we're going to be talking about next um a star is born or (laughs) a star is born Um, okay i'm so sorry everyone (laughs) Star is Born is uh, Bradley Cooper's directorial debut. Um, it is a remake of a couple of movies from the 50s and 70s, I think. 50s? Um, yeah. Uh, a musician helps a young singer find fame, even as age and alcoholism send his own career into a downward, downward spiral. Um so this stars Lady Gaga as Allie and Bradley Cooper as Jackson Maine. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest n- character names I've heard in a while. Also, Sam Elliott as his brother, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And Dave Chappelle as. Noodles. And Dave Chappelle as, as, as what was it? Noodles. Noodles. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I got distracted. So, um, yeah. So we were very excited to see a star. Well, we were pretty excited. I would say.
1: Yeah. I, I yeah. definitely wanted to see it. it mm-hmm. w- um, um, Not even so much based on the trailer because it Mm -hmm. it was like okay, it looks good, right? But it didn't look like um, something I was dying to see. But the reviews that came out were so positive, like so. I I got to see it.
0: There was so much buzz around the movie. Like I was excited to see it after you know a lot of the um, Twitter sphere was Hmm. speaking so highly of it. It Um, was all Twitter-pated. It was. It was the yeah. Um, It was one of my most um, in Twitter-pated movies um yeah and as someone who i like i I mean i'm not like i i i podcast and i've done a little bit of voice acting thanks to jp Leck. um Mm -hmm. but i'm not like a triple threat so i don't have any music abilities or anything um unless it's singing um fake lyrics that i made up to uh theme song music from tv shows that the lyrics have to do with my cat so
1: and and then you're a quite formidable
0: i i dad, i am so. yeah oh yeah um so anyway i like in terms of musician movies like we did an episode about musician and music movies and i think in that episode i talked about how i just don't get music um mm-hmm. like i i just don't <laughs> um so i was kind of not hesitant but i was kind of a little worried about that but i thought the movie was really well done
1: yeah it was good i enjoyed it um i also i liked uh anthony ramos who played ramon who was lady gaga's best friend who yes he was he's he was in hamilton right on broadway and he didn't do any singing
0: no yeah no he didn't that's interesting
1: so they cast a a singer Mm -hmm. in a movie about singing yeah didn't let him sing
0: what did you? How did you feel about the music in the movie? Like in the performances in it? As I thought, it was good. Music. I'm
1: not a big fan of country music, and Me it was neither. it was really like country rock, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Lady Gaga's songs. I did not so much when she became all poppy, you know, right? Because her her style totally changed. But mm-hmm. the the one song, uh, Shallow, Shallow, that was that was that was good. Oh it was yeah, entertaining.
0: Yeah, I I thought so too. Like that whole sequence was like the money shot of the movie. Yeah, like it mm-hmm. was it was mm-hmm. it was incredible um it was incredible enough that i i look past the idea that you know this drunk musician meets this girl and they sing a song while he's drunk and then the next day he has it all arranged and set up and everything and the yeah that was that was
1: uh that was a stretch maybe a little a little unbelievable yeah maybe
0: i can't suspend my disbelief right but the actual story of like kind of her getting sucked into the to the entertainment machine and mm-hmm. how their relationship is affected by it i thought it was really engaging and unbelievable yeah yeah oh yeah and i thought from the trailer that it was going to be more of a um I, one of my fears going into it or one of my worries was that it was going to be like oh she gets wrapped up into the into the uh into the star power of it. Like, I felt like maybe it was going to be like, oh, she dips into drugs and everything and she becomes like,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. But she didn't,
0: she didn't, it was a more nuanced kind of, uh, dynamic shift between the two characters. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate the movie for being, having that kind of having that, uh, self-control in its story to kind of have it more be about the characters and their their relationship. relationship. and their yeah. 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 And their relationship with their, their passions and mm-hmm. their abilities. It kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, La La Land and how, and in, like they're very vastly different movies. Yeah. But both movies are about two characters. And yeah. Their relationship I, yeah. I and could see
1: that their passion. Yeah. yeah. And how much you're willing to sacrifice yeah. for your art, how much of your art you're willing to sacrifice.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I will say, I think La La Land, I liked better, um, as a movie. Um, just, I, I just connected with it more. Mm-hmm um but like you said I, I,
1: I think i liked *A star is born more interesting it could just be because it's fresher in my sure. mind
0: but i i kind of feel like you weren't too crazy
1: about Lala i and... didn't oh uh, well i liked it i didn't yeah. think it was great i certainly mm. didn't think it was best picture of the year great Right. um i, I thought it was okay i don't mm-hmm. have any desire to see it again but i don't really, really have any desire to see a star is born again right
2: so, um, like,
1: I would love to see Overlord again.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, oh, yeah. And, and, and watch watch everything unfold again. Yeah.
0: Sometimes you need that yeah, cathartic, but I don't, like, I don't, Nazi killing movie.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But especially with the holidays coming up. Yeah, you know, exactly. A nice, fun, oh, yeah. family friendly right. Nazi killing movie. Yeah. But I'd have, I have no desire to see a Star Wars Born again.
0: Interesting. And so, going back to the music, like, you're not a country fan. I'm not either. Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up listening to country because my family listened to country. And then, um, my, my relationship to country music is best, um, uh, summed up by Bo Burnham's country song bit where he, some blue jeans, he, he just sums up like, it's a scarecrow. Yeah, that is a scarecrow. (laughs) It's a fucking scarecrow again. Um, perfect bit. Like he's. God, he's brilliant. We're just
1: pandering,
0: <laughs> but I liked the music in this movie, though. I except, yeah, like, it, it
1: wasn't like overly yeah. twangy. It was more, it, th- was. it was more that rock country yeah. that yeah, that I I typically find more
0: tolerable. Me too. And shallow, I think, just by itself is a good song. Yeah, I actually,
1: yeah. I told you, I heard it mm-hmm. on the radio. Yeah. Um, just a couple days after we saw the movie, right?
0: And then I texted you something that was genius and brilliant and stuff. Probably and not. Remember. Yeah, something like, um, oh, it was something stupid. It's too far back. Oh. Anyway, um, but yeah, I I was really taken with it. You haven't seen either of the or any of the previous. I have either. not. Um, does this make you want to see them at all? Not really. Okay.
1: Um, I have heard people who have seen them mm-hmm.
0: uh, say that this was the best
1: one. So have I, and, um, and if that's the case, I, yeah. don't, I don't care to see the others. Right. I, from what I've heard, it sounds like I'm disparaging the movie, and I'm not. It was a good right. movie. I just don't think. It, I mean, it, it, people have been saying that it was fantastic. I don't think it was yeah. fantastic.
0: Right. I I feel like I've heard that. Um, I thought Lady Gaga the, was really great. Oh yeah. I mean, she, we'll talk about her. In a yeah, second. she was oh, a yeah.
1: great. She was great in this.
0: Yeah. Um, and I feel like the uh, Barbara Streisand version of the movie was like I've heard from a few sources that that version of it is like she it's more just her like ego yeah in her the, showing off her showing off like i guess she did her own wardrobe and everything and she was i don't know
1: can i tell you kind of a funny story about barbara streisand sure well, i had this dream when i was a kid okay um pretty young enough mm-hmm. to know that enough to know the name barbara streisand that she was someone famous but i didn't know what she was famous for i didn't know who she was okay i had a dream that um I was at a show. I'm a mm-hmm. little, little kid. Okay. And I was sitting at a cafe table in the audience with my father. Okay. And, uh, we hear an announcer say, ladies and gentlemen, now welcome to the stage, Barbara Streisand. And she gets on stage and she's got this big, like, poofy hair. And this sparkly blue, like, ball gown, and she comes on stage and she sings, Barbara
0: Streisand,
1: Barbara Streisand, and that's it. And the crowd erupts in applause, and in the dream, my dad leans over and says, she was really good, and that was the whole dream. That's my earliest memory of the concept of Barbara Streisand. Wow. Wow. And now whenever wow. I hear, like, someone's talking about Barbra <laughs> Streisand, I think of that dream that I had when I was, like, six years old.
0: My God.
1: <laughs> and that was it. That was the whole dream.
0: Wow. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> she was really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could see your dad doing it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
0: so wow. So
1: that's my contribution.
0: Okay. So Lady Gaga. Uh-huh amazing performance yeah she Um, really is an actor yeah oh yeah Yeah. she's and she was incredible like Mm -hmm. i just i loved the uh kind of the nuance she brought to the role Mm -hmm. or the um she's she was very she wasn't like barbara streisand
1: (laughs) bar lady gaga um yeah she was very vulnerable Uh in the beginning she -hmm. she underwent uh um, an amazing transformation right it was, um, yeah, she really carried the movie very well.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is her, is this her first, like, real I think it's her first role? film role, I think. She's been in, like, American Horror Story on TV. Oh, okay, yeah. She's All been right. in, like, some TV stuff. I think this might be her first main film role.
1: She did a great job. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah so she was fantastic, and I thought that bradley cooper was was phenomenal yeah also. yeah,
1: he was very good yeah um that is such a well what a difficult role to play. I
0: was just going to say that because yeah. he's constantly just drunk and he's kind of mm-hmm. bumbling around mm-hmm. and like that's such a fine line to play without being it's goofy easy to insincere. overdo it exactly and he didn't oh yeah
1: um he it was, was perfect yeah it was yeah he he walked that line very well mm-hmm. it was it was really good
0: yeah um and I told you this after the movie when we saw it. Um, It felt like he – I've read that this was like a passion project for him. Like this is why it was his directorial debut is that he wanted – like it was a very personal experience because I think that he's had struggles with substance abuse in the mm-hmm. past. And like the movie depicted his struggle really well in my opinion. Yeah, And it was just – it was at times heartbreaking, at times mm-hmm.
1: – frustrating
0: frustrating cringe inducing yeah. like yeah there's a moment i won't spoil it but there's a moment where it could be played for like com- comedy but like but you it's know but the it's so it's he are, has
1: it's you know that this yeah. is his rock bottom oh yeah exactly. and you just feel like bad for him yeah yeah bad for it's him, just so bad pathetic for everyone
0: involved yeah
1: yeah uh um, one thing um they're they're flirting was kind of weird like we talked there were about a, couple, a couple times where i leaned over and i was like straight people right. like the whole thing with her nose i get that mm. i get this i get the symbolism yeah. um you know and 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 the the idea mm. of perfection that is desired in right. the entertainment industry and and that she has yeah. an interesting looking face that is not right. you know um what is you know stereotypical beauty exactly but the, the way they kept stroking her nose that was weird i was like oh stop like, it like this is is this yeah. getting you off like right. what's wrong with you guys <laughs> is this foreplay right. you know and then like the whole thing with was it a donut i think that, it was a
0: donut or a bagel or something?
1: I, I i think it might have been a donut
0: okay but like well, what was the con they were fighting
1: they were in an argument they or were in something. an argument like
0: in an after party or something yeah. in a hotel room and first of all there's a donut just sitting there yeah And then he smushes it in her face. Yeah, like
1: full on smushes it in her face. And then they're like playing and, you know, and then it's all good. And I'm like, ugh.
0: It's like. Straight people. (laughs) What? And like that (laughs) didn't, like even I like, felt like that was not.
1: Even, use it It even I, like even I. I will tolerate a lot.
0: (laughs) But that's the line. Right. But like I was, I was just like, okay, I don't. It was kind like they. It was like
1: too corny to be like that playful,
0: adorable. They were. They they had good enough chemistry that I was able to overlook that. But it kind of felt like there isn't enough substance to their meat cute in the movie to really Mm -hmm. make me feel like they really sold it well. Yeah, it's because of that weird like, and that was the thing that I was concerned about going into it from the trailer is that like the way it's depicted in the trailer is like, you just see the shot of him saying like, oh, I just want to take another look at you. Yeah. And, uh, and I think you're beautiful. And it's like, okay, both of those are very, um, pardon the pun, very shallow, <laughs> um, kind of like views, like it's all based yeah. on appearance and yeah. stuff. And it's like, there's no connection exactly. there. exactly And I mean, in the yeah. actual movie, but, in the but hey, the movie, but hey, he, he
1: strokes her nose. He does. Yes. Like a lot. And
0: he's really into yeah. her nose. Yeah. Which I mean, and, Hey, not going to kink Shane. He's shame, a nose guy. But yeah. yeah. I did some Googling afterwards, and I totally respect him. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> can, I, can I touch the your nose? Nose fetish. <laughs> I just wanted to take another look at you. Uh, oh, that's what I said. Okay. Uh, after you said that you uh, heard the song, I sent you... Um, picture, like, I sent you a... Uh,
1: that scene has been turned into a
0: meme. Yes. Is that
1: where this is going? Yes.
0: So I sent you, if you remember, I which don't. you should, because it was brilliant, I sent you pictures of you sitting at uh, your scene oh. <laughs> with, like, panels that it was intercutting between you and the soundtrack to the yeah, movie. Yeah, I do remember this. Yeah, one. and I think, it, what was it? It was, like, uh, you saying hey, then the soundtrack saying what, and then you saying, I just wanted to take another listen at you. Um, so, yeah. Not that funny. Really, funny. it's
1: creepy that you were you came to see a show I was in and you were taking pictures of me. From I asked the audience if, I, if
0: you wanted me to take a picture of you because it felt awkward. I was just sitting there. I didn't it's know. Not better there. now. No, it's like, it's like, can I take a picture of you? Like that's not creepy.
1: It is the way you just said I sneak it. Can into I take your a picture of
0: you all the time and take pictures of you sna- sleeping? That's not creepy. <laughs> that's not weird. That's not weird. That's what friends do. That's what Friends do. <laughs> by the way check out my tumblr um hmm. <laughs> sleepy kirsten yeah. ew that's terrible <laughs> that's i wonder if
1: there's a tumblr called sleepy kirsten i, I mean probably not probably not
0: um yeah
1: <laughs> With, I, look, that's the, the, the name the kirsten is like so rare yeah when kirsten cinema got mm. elected um what is she uh senator, senator of arizona I started seeing my name exactly how it's spelled, um, which you have a, a pretty common name. I'm sure you see I the do. name Matt a lot. Oh, all the time. On the internet, on social media, mm-hmm. and you don't blink twice. Right. Every time I saw my name, I was like, did I get tagged in something? Right. Did I? what? <laughs> Who is it? And uh, eventually I decided I I must have been elected senator of Arizona. Right. I guess I need to move.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um and I told you that I you need should. To put in my
1: my two week notice for the right. next four years.
0: <laughs> um and I did I'm gonna Google Sleepy Kirsten just for shits and giggles but um Ugh. I made the joke to you that you should start a movie theater chain and call it Kirsten, Kirsten Cinema C-
1: Cinema in Arizona in I need Arizona. to open it in Arizona yes.
0: um so where anyway, my constituents are Right, of course yeah um okay there is no Tumblr for Sleepy Kirsten so good
1: oh good so it's open so yeah, it is open, <laughs> the handle yeah. is free yeah.
0: Um, like I said, that's probably going to be the fan art that we get. (laughs) Oh, God. Please no one draw me sleeping. Yeah. And five and a half years of podcasting and you get the fan art, (laughs) not me. Uh, I'll send you guys pictures of me sleeping if you want, please. How would you take them? Oh, I have my ways. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to need you to, that'll be like
1: one, one level of Patreon. Like you get to come over and take (laughs) pictures of Matt while he's sleeping if you donate a certain amount of money. Yeah. No oh one God. will donate.
0: Well, anyway, so let's, it's getting late. Let's go. Anyway, on. it is getting late. So do we even really need to go into spoilers for I don't, uh, I the don't Stars really born? No, I don't yeah, think so. I had some issues with the ending, but also it's just like, eh, we, I think we talked out the chemistry and everything. Yeah. So, so that's our spoiler free thoughts on a star is born. So we're not going to, and I just said at the end of the overlord, th- anyway, anyway, final movie that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, we are going to talk about first men. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Only after we master these tasks do we consider trying to land on the moon. Neil, if this flight is successful, you'll go down in history. What kind of thoughts do you have about that? We're
3: planning on the flight being successful.
0: It is um, Damien Chazelle's movie. Uh, it's a biopic of Neil Armstrong. And it is the plot description. Oh, I don't really need to read the plot description because that's exactly you what You guys have probably all... Yeah. Look the at the story life of the astronaut Neil Armstrong and the legendary space mission that led him to become the first man to walk on the moon on July 20th, 1969. Oh, Lucas Haas was in this too. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. The pussy posse <laughs>
2: Um
0: yeah. Uh, so yeah, so this movie stars Ryan Gosling as Neil Armstrong, Claire Foy, uh, Jason Clark, Kyle Chandler, Corey Stahl. Really great cast. Yeah. Patrick Fugit and, uh, Lucas Haas and everything. Um, so yeah, so, uh, Kirsten, you weren't too fond of the movie. I didn't, I didn't think it was that great. I thought
1: the pacing was weird. Mm-hmm. It made the movie feel like it moved slowly. Mm hmm. Um, I, and I, I'm not a big fan of Ryan Gosling anyway. Okay. But I didn't like his performance in it. It just felt wooden. And I know, mm-hmm. I get, I get that he was doing an internalized thing. Right. That, that, you know, everything is internal. But, but and it could have, I mean, I just didn't see any of his thoughts happening. You know, mm. I didn't see him actively making decisions and, and seeing it playing in his character. It just, right. it just, he just seemed,
0: Stoic. like he was going through the motions yeah and i think that's what they were going for like they wanted a stoic kind of representation of him yeah very, yeah I, I get
1: i get that but yeah. but i still wanted to see something yeah
0: yeah I, and behind I it
1: and i i just felt like i didn't
0: yeah um i was more into his performance than you were but not by much mm. like i kind of felt that too like um apparently by all accounts that's how he was as a as a person neil armstrong okay um but
1: but it's not very cinematic
0: yeah yeah a compelling character in a movie it it doesn't make it that um i really now
1: they should have made a movie about buzz aldrin he was weird and interesting oh yeah yeah, and I loved, I Moana, loved I'm all, walking on your face. <laughs> I'm Buzz Aldrin.
0: I looked up that clip afterwards. Isn't um, it great? It's so great. Yeah, it's it's um, from 30
1: Rock. The, Buzz Aldrin yeah. himself guest <laughs> started an episode of 30 Rock and, right. and he yells at the moon at the end of the episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, with Liz Lemon. It's, so great. I
1: walked on your I face. on your face.
0: Um, but yeah, so the movie had some issues in terms of characterization and, and Telling its story. Um, having said that, though the actual like space flight sequences,
1: yeah, I think uh, see that's incredible. why that's why it's a little disappointing to me because that whole era is so interesting. The yeah. whole space race with Russia mm-hmm. going back and forth, and and I, I just didn't care about the movie. I mean, it just. No no no, it just it, it didn't it didn't it just didn't drive. Right. For me.
0: And that's fair. Um I I'm kind of back and forth with it. Yeah. Like it the biggest complaint I can levy at it is is Ryan Gosling's performance or the characterization of Neil Armstrong mm-hmm. because he is the central subject of the movie. Yeah. He is he is the, the first man. man. But he like there's just not much Development. Yeah. In his performance or on the, on the page. Um, there's some stuff about his, his daughter who, mm-hmm. who passed away, which is a good, like, driving force for the narrative, but they don't touch on it or his reaction to it or how it's informing his, mm-hmm. his journey. Or, enough. yeah, or
1: pushing him forward or anything. Yeah. Like, they, they, they reference it a couple times, but. Yeah. Not in any significant way.
0: Right. And like, it's, I'll dance around the spoilers and everything, but like, there's a moment at, toward the end of the Mm -hmm. movie that is kind of like the, the big, the big emotional moment Mm -hmm. of that. And I felt like it resonated with me.
1: But, but they didn't build up to it. But they
0: didn't build it up properly. Exactly. So
1: it, it felt like, I don't know, a a balloon that the air has been let out of. Exactly.
0: yeah, so. but the actual, um, space, space stuff I thought was top notch. Like mm-hmm. the, the way that it was filmed felt like very, it, it really communicated the anxiety and the yeah, isolation. Yeah, the way they filmed the it in such tight quarters. Yeah, yes. yeah.
1: And, and, the I mean, when they were in flight or mm-hmm. in, in testing or something, the, the camera is so shaky and it's,
0: mm-hmm. it really, I mean, it puts you there. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, yeah. And just the way that it's like, there's, a, there's one sequence that um, it's a test for a docking thing that they did. And it's like, it's kind of horrifying mm-hmm. and it's just the way that it's done. Like you see a lot of interior shots from the shuttle and from, from the capsule and everything. And you can see like the POV from Neil Armstrong mm-hmm. or other astronauts, like looking out the window and like, you can only see their field of vision from that, Enclosed space. And it's like, it's horrifying because it's just blank. It's nothing. It's yeah. blackness. It's space. And that's something that I really latched onto and I really appreciated about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, now w- I mentioned the kind of emotional kind of disconnect. crux of the movie. Yeah. Oh, oh, or the, oh the emotional I, I, like I, okay, climax yeah. and how it was a disconnect for me. But the actual moon landing, which we won't have to deal with spoilers because spoiler alert. This <laughs> we happened. landed on the moon. <laughs> yeah. Although some people, I'm not going to go into that. You
1: know, I but, love conspiracy um, theories. Yeah. But, think, but guys, I think we landed on the yeah. moon.
0: <laughs> I think after the movie, I, I, did I say this or did I just plan to say this? But I was, I wanted to, I wanted to or did say like, how's that? You know, I liked the movie. Just too bad it was all fake. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I don't really believe that. But they probably um, filmed
1: that movie on a Hollywood stage. Somewhere. I know, right?
0: Yeah. Um, but the actual landing that, that was the biggest, like, emotional payoff for me. Hmm. Um, the stuff, the, the emotional stuff later on didn't have an effect on me, but I feel like the movie, for its faults with developing that emotional story for Neil, um, it demonstrated the need for the American space program and at that time period, and it really built up, like, the significance of this feat of human Ingenuity, ingenuity, and and brilliance. (laughs) Like so, like I felt like just really affected when, when he when he walked on the moon. Like I thought that, and just absolutely stunningly shot. Like Mm. stunning. Yeah, it was. It was um, stunning visual effects, and I did I did like that. Now there was a controversy about the American flag. (laughs) Did you hear about this? Oh, that
1: some people said that they were taking it out of the movie. Yeah or no, something
0: they, people were upset because there wasn't a they didn't depict they didn't plant, yeah like yeah putting the flag on the moon um which i thought was it's a ridiculous um
1: and they were like this it's it's the liberal agenda yeah. they're they're taking they're taking the flag out of everything even right. even the moon
0: <laughs> yeah which first of all um no um, second of all, like there's not a scene where he plants the flag. There's not a scene that scene it's just not, not the in the movie. movie, but we do see the flag on the moon. And there is even a scene, which I wondered if it was intercut after, like after that, but I don't think it was. Oh,
1: I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. We're
0: like, it's inter intercutting between the moon and like just American life mm-hmm. on, on earth. And like, there's a shot where they're putting a flag like in front of a home. Yeah. And I'm like, is that not enough? Like, no. I mean, yeah. It's just it's ridiculous. America. Um yeah. So anyway, so let's not pay too let's much. Let's not harp on that. Yeah.
1: But But yeah, I yeah. I just that payoff wasn't enough for me. It okay. was it it wasn't enough to justify an otherwise
0: boring movie. Okay. So would you say that independent of the daughter stuff and everything, like did the movie at least effectively like communicate the significance of the moon landing? you, or was it just like you said? Was it just too kind of boring? And
1: yeah, uh, but it, it just it just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. they just sure. I, I don't know. It's 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 an interesting story, but I felt like it just wasn't told in an interesting
0: way. Okay, sure. However, does that make yeah. sense at all? No, it does because the movie kind of seemed like like it,
1: I think it was the pacing. Yeah, it
0: just. Because there there are a lot of like, just like, oh, this moment in history, this moment mm-hmm. in history, this moment in history, Buzz is drunk again, this moment in history. Classic Buzz. Um, classic Buzz. But like, I did feel like there was a disconnect in the narrative in, in that respect. Mm-hmm. Like, it seemed to be either the absence of effective um, storytelling for yeah. the emotional core of Neil Yeah, caused it to be more like maybe my attention was just shifted to the America story mm-hmm. and the the space flight story and everything but like even that was kind of grasping a little bit Yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah. of cuz Damien Chazelle's made like his main like breakout movies have been Whiplash, La La Land and now First Man um
1: he really likes Ryan Gosling
0: He does yeah also um it's funny because in Whiplash. Did you ever see that with J.K. Simmons? Okay. No. Um, in it, it, like, uh, um, oh, what is his name? Why can't I think of his name? Um, oh, God. Um,
1: you're on the spot here. Come I on. know. Crap. His name was Crap?
0: Yes, his name was Crap.
1: I love that guy. Um,
0: yeah, you know, he was, he's, he's a good guy. He's kind of a shit actor, but, mm. um, no, um, oh, I, uh, something teller. What's his name? God
1: damn it. Pen and.
0: No. No? Um, why don't I just look up whiplash? Miles Teller, okay. So sorry. Who would have
1: guessed Miles? Yeah.
0: So, Miles Teller is a jazz drummer at a a music conservatory. And, like, in the movie, there's a lot of, you know, bits about jazz and everything and how it's, you know, how, um, how you need to bleed for your, you know, your passion to to be the best jazz drummer in the world. It sounds exhausting. It does. Oh yeah, and like there's a moment, like there's a recurring kind of anecdote that J.K. Simmons. He plays this very like just aggressive teacher. You should. You should.
1: Oh, I I remember seeing trailers for this. Yeah.
0: Um. He talks about Charlie Parker, uh, famous jazzman. Um. Jasmine. And he yeah. And he like talks about that. And then in La La Land, there's reference. Like obviously, La La Land has a lot to do with jazz and mm-hmm. everything. And, like, there's an ad- anecdote about Charlie Parker in that movie, too. Um, and then, so, like, going into First Men, Were you
1: waiting for the Charlie I was waiting Parker for, reference? Yeah.
0: Like, I was waiting for, like, Neil Armstrong to be like, that's one small step for man. and One um, giant no leap for Charlie Parker. Charlie Parker, yeah. And uh, He didn't say that. He didn't. And it's I'm funny. I'm shocked. Like, I'm surprised at the restraint that mm. Damien Chazelle had. Because apparently, Neil Armstrong was really into jazz. Was he? <laughs> yeah, apparently. That, that would have been perfect. It would have been. Oh, yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, Whiplash is amazing. So, of his three movies, Whiplash, La La Land, and um, uh, First Men, I I kind of think that Whiplash might be the best of them.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I, yeah, the other two that I've seen, I, I didn't. Right. I didn't think either of them were great.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. So.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm surprised I didn't like La La Land more. Right. I really wanted to. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of musical theater. Yeah. Um, and I thought the musical numbers were really well done. They really and, were. And it was entertaining, but oh, yeah. I just didn't care about their relationship.
0: Yeah. I, and I can understand that. I am the exact opposite. I was yeah. <laughs> so on board with that relationship. Cause that movie, I, I love it. I, I love it. And I love the way it ends up. Cause it's not, what i don't even expect.
1: i'll be honest i don't even remember how it ends oh, oh now i do yeah i do yeah. yeah
0: yeah anyway um and i will go on record and say that in la la land the the there's a john legend is not it mm-hmm. and there's a song that they play that's supposed to be like oh poppy jazz that's like him selling out um mm-hmm. and everything and i'm like that's one of the like catchiest songs on the soundtrack it's so good um but we're whatever. not here
1: to talk about wall. We're not.
0: We're not. So about let me tell you, we're talking about Charlie Parker. Right. Um, yeah. And the jazz so, movement. And the jazz movement. But, um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, First Man had its faults. I kind of felt like, again, kind of the, I think the biggest problem with the movie was just the, not necessarily the portrayal of Neil, like for, for my taste, but just the writing of him and his relationship with, with Janet, played by Claire Foy. Um, I just, I felt like there was, there were moments that felt like they were building off of other moments that weren't built up enough to pay off. Mm. Like the scene, like before he goes, before the mission. Yeah. Like when a,
1: when, he, when he knows he may not come back. Exactly.
0: Um, again, they communicated the in the movie well, like the, the uh, absurdity for lack of a better word, of going to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really sold, like, how dangerous it is and how, like...
1: Yeah, very yeah, much, they, yeah, yeah, they didn't skip on that.
0: Oh, yeah. And, like, how he is very much, like, it's very much a possibility. He may never come
1: well, back. Well, and even even NASA was, I mean, I think that was the expectation. Yeah. Because they had that statement prepared. Yes. They expected that they were not going to make it back. That
0: was one of the most, like...
1: Kind of chilling, chilling moments yeah. when when he was read out reading the oh, statement yeah. out loud. Yeah. In and preparation for delivering
0: right. it. And it's true. Like they had that contingency yeah. speech and everything. Um like I I knew that about history and everything, but like hearing it, like hearing it and like the way it's described is like these two men, like they're they're lost, like they're on the moon, like there's no way to get them back. Yeah, um, like that, just that thought that, is god, so chilling. god, that's
1: horrifying. Oh, that's, absolutely, space is
0: so scary. It really Who is. knows what's out there? Yes. Did you ever see The Martian?
1: No, I didn't. Oh, that. But I know the concept. Yeah, it's basically it's really that scary. except on Mars. Right.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I mean, I, I don't know if it'll get any. Well, I don't know if it'll get any awards. Think there's going to be a sequel. Anything. I think so. Too. I think Buzz needs his day. Yeah, B- um, Buzz's day. Buzz's day. <laughs> um, not second man. Dear Diary. Is day.
1: <laughs> Today I went to the moon. I walked on its face. It's all just hand drawn right? pictures and crayon. Yeah. I, uh, I'm sure Buzz Aldrin was a very intelligent man. Oh, is he? Is he's, he's, he's still alive. still alive? Yeah.
0: Um, I have so, I have so much respect for him as a just a human being. Like the the famous like clip of him punching a, a moon landing denier i guess mm. in the face is so great it's so satisfying it's so satisfying um but i did make the joke that when they're when they're about to go out onto the moon i kind of just feel like uh like i would have loved a like a gag reel scene or something where they're like no i want to go first no let me go first. <laughs> and kind of shoving each other but but no, that didn't happen. That it's not what happened. Yeah. So uh so yeah, so first man, uh was it was okay. From my taste it was okay. You didn't really like you mm-hmm. liked it less than I did. Yeah. So yeah. That is accurate. Yeah. And I liked it just fine just because I think mostly because I'm just a fan of that era and that story. I wanted to everything. like it. Me I too. did. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. But it so did have its have. faults and, you know. Oh well. Hopefully Damien Chazelle's next movie is uh a home up run. Yep. Uh, Ryan Gosling doing something, I'm sure.
1: Oh, boy. Um, yeah. So much to look forward to. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, so that's all the movies, really. Um, did you want to talk briefly about our TV thing?
1: Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that. Okay. Yeah. We need a, we need a We title. need a name. submit title suggestions. Yes. What we were doing is it was, um, I, I, I suggested to Matt that yes. we each pick a TV show. Mm-hmm. And when we hang out, um, we will watch an episode of each. So we right. each picked a show. Uh, I chose what is my all-time favorite TV show, Flashpoint. Until you finish Lost, shut up. Um,
0: <laughs> and I picked Lost. Um Which is, do you, is that? Have you seen it before? I, do you I like have. Lost? I do like is Lost. It, is it? It's. Do you, it's do you think my, it's a
1: good show? It, I, I do think I, it's I, a good I've show. I've never heard you. It's, it's weird. Really I've never great. heard you talk about this. It's like. It's like the dark tower wow. of TV. Um, the dark tower books. Oh, I'm of not TV. looking
0: forward to it then. Um, so we, anyway, st- we, so we started that. We did. And we need a title for this segment. Yeah. Um, but,
1: but we watched, we watched the pilot episodes of both. Yes. Show. Well, we watched half the pilot because right. lost, lost cause is Cause it's a, a two parter. Um,
0: and also I feel like I didn't think this through enough when, when you pitched the idea to mm-hmm. me um, as an employee, as you are, um, I, uh, are you paying me? I, it's, it's, i'm an employee it's credit like you're getting you're getting like course credit college credit you're becoming a podcaster radio personality i quit anyway uh please don't (laughs) um uh i feel like lost has many more episodes than. yeah
1: uh, yeah when we end flashpoint i'll pick something else okay good flashpoint has like five or six seasons yeah
0: and there are like 13 episodes yeah lost has 111 episodes Um, um, but yeah, so we started it tonight. Yeah.
1: Do you want to talk a little bit about your first impression of Flashpoint? Or it's not yes. really because you
0: watched part of the first season. I watched most of the first season.
1: Uh, quite a while ago. Give me some credit. I will for not. Um, so do you want to talk about um, initial thoughts on yes. pilot episode of Flashpoint?
0: Yes. Oh, and what would be fun is if we both... Like, I'll I'll give a description of, like, an overview of, like, what Flashpoint is, having seen the first episode. Okay. And, most of the season. and then you can do the same for yeah. last. Okay. So Flashpoint um, takes place in this mystical land called Canada? Canada. 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 Um, and it's about <laughs> a, uh, uh, I don't, okay, um, I don't, uh, I know that the unit is called the SRU. I don't know what it stands for. I'm going to try to guess what it okay. is. Okay. Uh, I know I used to know what it was cuz I watched a bit of it but I don't remember. Um S R U strategic re-
1: rescue unit? It's uh the strategic response unit. Response unit. You were close. Yeah. I couldn't
0: think of an I couldn't think of the R word so yeah. I, w- I wanted to say strategic rescue
1: w- would have been close. Yeah. I mean
0: strategic rheumatoid mm. unit? No
1: reindeer um, unit reindeer unit it is in canada
0: oh it is cold up there but anyway so it is about the sru who are assigned to or they are basically a uh canadian um
1: <sighs> like swat team <laughs> like swat team and this that's where i would always lose
0: people that are it's like a, it's a canadian swat team that is focused on <clears throat> hostage kind of situations um and if they if the lead guy was in the lead guy of the leader of the, the, the unit was in just shoot me and Amy Jo Johnson's in it. Yay. Yeah. Um, so it's about their, uh, trials and tribulations. Hmm. Um, and also just, it has a very interesting, um, narrative structure in that it shows the beginning of the episode is a shot of the, or a scene of the episodes like hostage or strategic, yeah, it's in the, in, the, in the middle of thing. the action yeah and then we flash back to like however long ago and then it tells the story leading up to it and then mm-hmm. like at least in in this episode i can't remember about other episodes but like it's not like it's it flashes back and then like the end of the episode is the beginning Correct. of it yeah. yeah it's like it's that's mostly like in the middle of the episode mm-hmm. and like you get the fallout of it which i respect as a in yeah. terms of narrative structure yeah so yeah
1: um, so that's that. yeah it's uh you pretty accurate it, it's yeah. not just hostage situations they take okay. high risk it's they're, they're a swat team they take high risk calls it could mm-hmm. be anything from uh bomb threats to mm-hmm. um active shooter situations um they they do you know building raids all kinds of stuff um mm-hmm. And it's based on a real SWAT unit in Canada. Um, okay. and, uh, so each member of the team has like a specialized, uh, skill mm-hmm. that really comes into play in the later seasons. Cause it, they're more okay. focused on the main characters, Enrico Colantoni, Hugh Dillon,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, David Petkow, and Amy Jo Johnson. They're really more focused on their characters. So mm-hmm. some of the, the background characters on the team, uh, Sergio DeZio, Michael Cram, Um, they, they kind of, they, Mark Taylor, they, they get their high points later on. But each, each member of the team has like a specialized skill. sure, Negotiating, sniping, Mm -hmm. bomb disposal, entry specialist, you know. Um, so it's really cool how they all work together as a cohesive team. And they're Mm -hmm. like, they're such a found family. And the relationships that develop on the show Mm -hmm. are just so honest. And it's, I just, I love them so much. And they're just... (laughs) watching the pilot just brings me back and they're just little babies they're just sweet little swap babies and i just i just want to hug them Mm -hmm. you know and i mean sweet
0: little babies sweet little babies babies
1: um and i i am i'm very critical of the Mm -hmm. police
0: okay um
1: because i i feel like you know they're we need to hold them to a higher standard mm-hmm. uh than we hold the average citizen. And right. I th- I think that for the most part, police officers are good people mm-hmm. who want to do good in the world. Yes. And there's a few bad eggs, but right. in a job like that you can't have a few bad eggs. Right. Yep. Um but this is a very um what I think accurate portrayal of mm-hmm. police officers and it it shows the struggle they go through with PTSD and the mm-hmm. fallout from, from working such a traumatic job. Um, yeah. and it really shows you, um, that it's not all glory work. Okay. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's a really fantastic show. It's-
0: yeah. And I, I liked the pilot episode. Um, Featuring, uh, featuring one of the co-creators, Stephanie Morgenstern.
1: You, did you just look it up? I, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, yeah. If any sharp-eyed viewers will know <laughs> Stephanie Morgenstern. Uh, that's right. The voice of Sailor Venus of from course. the American Sailor Moon series. Uh, she's one of the creators and producers of the show. She has a, uh, uh, cameo. Yeah. In the pilot. In the first episode.
0: Um, and yeah, so my thoughts on the pilot. Uh, it was good um oh good yeah i like i said i like the narrative structure there's something about hugh Dillon. i think i i think that this is just a, a prejudice on my part i don't understand what it is but like i there's something about his look like his mm. the way i don't know maybe i don't know something about him i just kind of feel like he's i don't i don't know he just rubs me the wrong way
1: he was never my favorite character on the show mm. i like ed uh he plays mm. ed um uh but I but I not that I dislike him, he just was right. never my favorite. Um yeah. I told you that I, I watched the series through with my mom and mm-hmm. we nicknamed all the characters. Yes. Some of them some of their
0: names are spoilers, so right. I can't tell you. And so when we get to the moment where Yes, is, then I can tell you. you his now his isn't
1: yes. a spoiler. We called him the angry gnome. Okay. Because he looks a little bit like a garden gnome and he sure. always looks
0: mad <laughs> i think that i think that's what it is he always looks mad and i think that that's off-putting to me yeah
1: yeah because yeah, i'm I get afraid
0: that. of con- uh, conflict sure of any kind but <laughs> he becomes so accessible throughout the series okay. so give him a chance yeah oh i yeah. will yeah and like i like his performance because the episode kind of focuses on him yeah the Episode. the pilot episode is
1: it's very emotionally yeah. heavy on him
0: yeah and he yeah. has an arc throughout the season mm-hmm. that deals with the ramifications and of what and happens
1: longer term throughout the entire series okay so that carries through it's it's that, that that is one thing that they did very well mm-hmm. um is is they never forgot yeah the points they established in the pilot okay they Great. carry through for the entire series but yeah mm-hmm. i i don't i don't know if we're i mean i don't want i don't know the if we spoilers, do spoilers are probably not a
0: problem because it's they're not but I don't maybe when we finish a season we can go into a more right. nuanced thing. But by the way, um but he had a strong reaction to yes.
1: what happened during a call and it's right. it's the emotional fallout um of of what happened is really yeah. taking a toll on him and his mm-hmm. his portrayal of it is
0: so excellent. Yeah. It's funny that we both picked shows that have strong ensembles. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Um but something oh, oh what I was going to say is that Flashpoint is on Amazon Prime mm. Instant Video so you can watch it there and you can watch it along with us. Please um, yeah. Join us. Yes. So, and then also we do need a title for the segment. So please give us a title. Yeah. <laughs> My pitch was Matt introduces Kirsten <sighs> to one of the best shows of all time. Kirsten has Matt watch a show. It's a little long. I vetoed that. He, she No did. particular
1: reason. It well, just, you know, it didn't flow. You know.
0: like, uh, anyway. Um, so yeah, so we'll touch base on that in future episodes. Um, give your description of lost.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, my, uh, so I have seen quite a bit of lost. It's when it was on TV, I watched it when, when it was on, Mm -hmm. not like uh, all the way through and I didn't get, you know, too terribly far, but, Mm -hmm. but I know. So it, it, it starts out as a disaster movie, um, plane crash, survivors have to, um, organize, get together together. Mm-hmm. until a rescue comes. But then there is some kind of something on the island with them. So you quickly, b- before the pilot is over, you quickly realize that it's not just a typical disaster survival movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's some kind of supernatural something. Right. Now I don't, I didn't get far enough to know. I don't know. I, I know there's like a smoke monster and there are like mm-hmm. others and there's like the thing with the code. I have no idea <laughs> how
0: it all connects. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get that tattoo. The thing with the code? No, uh, I don't know how it all connects. Oh. In quotes, Kirsten Leister underneath. Yeah.
1: Have fun having that on your body forever. Um,
2: <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
1: with my little face and it's coming out of like a word bubble. <laughs> um, but, uh, but it's definitely compelling. Mm-hmm. And what, one thing you mentioned was that yeah. it was, at the time it was the most expensive pilot episode that had ever been shot.
0: Yes. I also, definitely see that. Oh
1: yeah. I definitely can see it. <laughs> and
0: I kept, I couldn't contain myself cause I kept just spouting off these trivia things. No,
1: no. I did the yeah. same thing during, yeah. during flashpoint. Well, so the
0: thing about that is I haven't watched lost since probably, I have not rewatched lost since before this podcast came into existence. Um, and it's funny cause like, uh, behind the curtain but me and tiny have never had like a lost ep- like, tiny and i adore the show mm. and like we've never done like a lost episode and i kind of like i want i don't know if i want to say it i don't know i kind of wanted to do like like if we ever end the podcast it would just be like the final episode it would be me and tiny talking about lost for hours uh. um but yeah so i now that we're doing now this, we're now we ruined that. it yeah but anyway
1: sorry <laughs> sorry tiny yeah um,
0: um i cleared it with him <laughs> it's funny because i keep asking him like are you okay with like 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 kirsten and Feck is being recurring co-hosts or are you okay with us talking about lost without without like doing that planning he's like he's he's such a laid-back guy he's like yeah, it's fine it's cool it's, i'm good he's right. crying on the inside he but, is, i'm sure but the but exterior yeah. is yeah that's the fan art i want to see um,
1: tiny crying
0: tiny crying <laughs> yeah Anyway,
1: um, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah uh, anyway, that there's there's so much um, mystery that's established yes. in the pilot episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, my thought. Sorry, um, I haven't seen it since like probably 2012 at the latest. I haven't rewatched it. So as we were watching the pilot, I kept like all of these trivia things that have just been in the deep recesses of my mind are coming up. So I'm like, Oh, they were dating in real life. They met on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, his tattoo is from party. of Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, wait till you get to to wait till we get to the episode about the Uh, tattoos. I can't wait. Yeah. Anyway, just
1: something to look forward to. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So you're, you learn a little bit about a lot of the main characters. Mm -hmm. Um, and some of it is, is tainted by my previous knowledge of the yeah. show. I was like,
0: really bummed when you called out Locke. Cause I was hoping that you didn't know that about him. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. That's a bummer.
1: Yeah. But, but, I mean, mm-hmm. he, he seems like creepy and yeah. mysterious. He doesn't oh, say yeah. a word, mm-hmm. but he, there's something off about him. And then.
0: He doesn't have any dialogue.
1: No, he doesn't say anything. Wow.
0: Wow. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um.
1: There's uh, the uh, the Korean couple, mm-hmm. um, and definitely there's something, yeah. you know, off there. Mm-hmm. Charlie, you know, is some kind of drug addict. Charlie. Ch- Ch- Charlie. Um, <laughs> Kate is mysterious. You mm-hmm. know, Jack is maybe an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, Hurley is adorable. He's fumbling and just likable from, from the get-go. I
0: adore he's, that character. He's really great. So much. He's really great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, mm. I I made a joke about um,
0: Locke? Uh, oh, God. oh,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I said my head is that Locke <laughs> and uh, Creed from The Office are brothers. Yeah. Well I, done, well done. I, uh, I
0: I tweeted that and I said she's just started watching Lost and she's already on top of the mysteries. I
1: think someone should make that
0: spinoff. I would so watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, I I'm I'm definitely you're definitely hooked yeah from the beginning so
0: were you like hooked like if we weren't doing this little project would you like be compelled to watch more
1: i would definitely yeah, yeah yes okay yeah it's nice. it's well made mm-hmm. um there there's so many characters not in an overwhelming sense mm-hmm. or in a sloppy sense it's just everyone you can tell everyone has a story to tell and right. i want to know all of them mm-hmm. so yeah nice
0: Cool. Um, yeah, I'm so excited to rewatch the show and to introduce it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'll go into my own spiel. It's like my favorite show ever. Um, it's so I, I love it so much. Because strictly because not strictly because but because of the characters. And it was so amazing watching the pilot because mm-hmm. like, I'm thinking... Like, of how I'm, they
1: end up, and, and end this up, is how, where they started. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm just
0: like, it's so, it's funny, cause like, a lot like what you said about Flashpoint, it's about like, found family, like mm-hmm. the interconnection between all of the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the survivors. I, there was a, there was a term for them. Losties? No. <laughs> that's good, cause yeah. that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and what was fascinating. The Islanders? No. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there was, I think it might be Losties. I think. Wow. Honestly. Yeah.
1: Well, this show. Did they say? Is that from the show? They, no, no, no. Or that's like a fan. Uh, the
0: internet. Yeah.
1: Well, like, internet. That's not good.
0: Right. Well, the interesting thing about this is that Lost premiered September of two thousand four, and this was like one of the sh- first shows that like had like a rabid online fan base. Mm-hmm. And I was a freshman in high school, mm-hmm. which
1: explains why I. Couldn't get nearly as into it as I as right.
0: I would have wanted to. Sure, wow! I was a senior in high school. Old man, old man. I didn't actually watch the show until the one year of college I was at. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I watched like the first season on DVD, and then well, I remember um, <laughs> I remember uh, season two started airing when I was living at in Evansville at USI mm-hmm. with Mike. And I remember watching, watching episodes and like, this is back when, like, this is before DVR. So this yeah, is before, you had to watch
1: it when it came on. It was
0: appointment viewing. Yeah. And like the second, the second or third episode of season two, or yeah, second or third episode of season two, um, started in like about halfway through the broadcast, the fucking fire alarm in our dorm went off. And you stayed. I stayed. I, yeah. You did? I'm
2: just like,
1: yeah. You're I'm like, like, I'll burn yeah, to no, death.
0: Yeah, I'm okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and like, I remember there was one episode in the middle of season two that uh for some reason I couldn't, I couldn't watch. I didn't, I didn't end up watching it when it aired. So like I created, I created an iTunes account and bought the episode on iTunes um and watched it that way. And this
1: explains why you didn't finish college i know right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> seriously
1: because last came out and he had other exactly. priorities
0: <laughs> oh that is uh. that is way too way too accurate <laughs> um, but yeah anyway so i adore the show and i'm excited for you to watch it um Yeah. And I think that about does it for this episode. Yeah. It's It's late. It's almost midnight. Jesus Christ. I
1: know it's past my bedtime. I'm not a, I'm not a late night person. You know this about me.
0: I, I am a late night person. I'm not. Yeah. Which is also why I didn't finish college. But anyway, (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I forgot to mention at the top of this, we are still doing, um, when we do, um, recordings now, when we do recordings, that's the technical term. Hmm. um, I'm setting aside like 15 minutes beforehand to record like a little extra thing for Patreon. So if you don't support us on Patreon, you're missing out on some exclusive content. Guys, Um, it was a gem. It was fantastic. You would get to learn a lot more about Kirsten. I know. You're
1: dying dying to to. learn more.
0: Um, and then next week when I have Fekus on to review Fantastic Beast, I'm gonna force him to do that too. Um, but. <laughs> with a, with a gun to the head. Exactly. <laughs> Talking to the microphone, um, you yeah, son of a bitch! Yeah. <laughs> but of course, uh, you can, so, support us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash obsessive viewer. Um, you can, you know, give as much money as you want and you'll get access to the private, uh, RSS feed. You can just pledge $1 a month and you'll get, a code that is the private RSS feed uh, to download the uh, exclusive episode. So we'll be doing that um, going forward. So anyway, yeah, that about does it. Like I said, next week, I'm going to have Fekus on, and we're going to talk about Fantastic Beasts, maybe Creed Two, Cruise Control, and that's about it. So Remember uh, when we were talking about ghosts and aliens? It seems
1: like a really long time it ago. Does. But it does.
0: It does. But it was earlier in this recording. It was. I'm scared <laughs> of it. You guys, how that. did we get there? It's funny, because I've gotten... Not guff, but like, I know that it's all, uh, like, uh, I've, uh, yeah, friend of the show, Mike, not Mike White, but, uh, uh Mike, I don't know if he wants me to he, Comic Carnival. other podcast. Mike. Yeah. He, uh, he gave me guff about having long episodes, like multiple hours and everything. And it made me realize, like, I don't, Care, care <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I don't, I don't like think about that when I'm recording because when I discovered podcasts, I was a third shift security guard. Mm. Security guard. Um, did your testicles
1: just dropped. <laughs> yes,
0: they did, Kirsten. Finally. Um,
1: Congratulations. Thank
0: you. Yeah. I'm proud of my testicles. Maintain this. Um, so anyway, so I discovered podcasts for the first time.
1: Stop. It's weird.
0: Um, <laughs> when I was a security guard and like in that job, I literally had like, in eight-hour shift during which about six and a half hours I had my headphones in and was listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't think about, like, people thinking, like, oh, you know, the optimal podcast length is, like, a commute to work, like, 30 minutes. I'm like, nope, it's a shift at work. So, anyway, uh,
1: yeah. All right. We're... So, we just need to record a
0: six-hour episode. I am so glad that And then that the maths of the world will be happy. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean... We can keep yeah, going. It's, it's midnight, it's, uh, so yeah, we we got until 6 a.m. No, Let's okay, go. we're done. We're okay, done. yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. Go check us out on Patreon. Uh, check out the website, ObsessiveViewer.com, and uh, listen to the pre-record outro and check out the spoiler sections and everything. Why are you rushing? I don't know. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> I'm going to turn into a pumpkin. Hurry. We'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah, uh, and we can kind of dive into spoilers. Yeah, yeah. we're going
1: to talk about spoilers. Yeah.
0: My husband left me the plans for his next job. All I need is a crew to pull it off. Why should we trust you anyway? Because I'm the only one standing between you and a bullet in your head. What I've learned from men like your late husband and my father
2: is that you reap what you sow. Let's hope so.
0: This is for guns. Guns? From where? Figure it out. So, spoilers on for Widows.
1: Spoiler alert! One of them was okay. Right. What a twist. That was really like, it I was kind of not threw expecting Liam Neeson to right. be alive. It was right. the opposite of the sixth sense. Exactly. <laughs> the negative sixth
0: sense. He was alive the whole time.
1: Oh my God. That was I, good. I love the way they really did it though, effective. because I took note of when her dog, mm-hmm. um, was do- the dog's name Olivia. Yeah. Um, uh, when, when, when she walked into the, the, the hideout place,
2: uh-huh. That's um, when it was. The,
1: yeah, yeah. She she walks in and she's got her dog with her, mm-hmm. and she finds his jacket, his leather mm-hmm. jacket. Well, the dog like starts pawing at it and whining because mm-hmm. she can smell right Liam Neeson, yeah. you know. And she picks it up and she smells it, and, mm-hmm. and then later when the dog is scratching at the door, my thought is something of his is in there. I was because Amanda was sleeping with him, and like I didn't. And something of his was yeah, in there. It was him. Everything
0: of him. <laughs> And that's the like. Until that door opened, I had no like. I did not even fathom it. Like I was sitting there thinking, like, does does she have like a shrine to Liam Neeson in that room <laughs> with all of his stuff? Now, now we we saw his flask
1: on the side table before yes. we knew he was in there, and I was like, oh, that's definite proof she was sleeping with Liam Neeson. And I'm putting it all together like that's her, that's his son, you yeah. know. And then, ba boom, he's mm. alive, and I.
0: What a twist. Oh, yeah. What a twist. Very effective. Yeah. Um, lessened. Well, I don't know if I'd say lessened, but made a little, uh, confusing. Um, and we can talk to, we talked to this out a little bit on the, on the drive back, but Viola Davis, Veronica, taking the dog everywhere she went. Yeah. I'm, um, I wasn't sure why like, she was doing that. A lesser film would have made that like, And maybe this is the case that, like, kind of just, we need a way for her to, like, to show yeah. the audience yeah
1: yeah it. well because she couldn't just bring the dog with her this one time to go right. see amanda because that would be fucking weird yeah but if it's a thing if she brings her dog with her everywhere then it's we still don't. weird but we don't have to explain it because right. the audience knows oh veronica brings her dog with her yeah. everywhere. And, and my my thinking yeah. is that she doesn't have anyone else to watch that she doesn't have any friends right you know she doesn't have any other family that we ever meet mm-hmm. so she doesn't have anyone to watch the dog like you know when she's gone planning out this heist for hours and hours, mm-hmm. you know, maybe on top of the time that she's at work, mm-hmm. you know, she can't, I, I understand she can't just leave the dog cause it'll, right. you know, poop everywhere. Yeah. But, but it was just weird. Like people don't do that. Mm-hmm. People don't take their dog with them everywhere they go.
0: I, I agree. And my thought for that was when, um, Jamal goes to the penthouse that she lives in. Mm-hmm. It's a penthouse, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, He's like very threatening and he's very – like yeah. he's – like he – there's this shot where I was – uh, like I was afraid for the dog <laughs> um, when he's holding the dog. Yeah, by, and I, by the
1: collar. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I felt like – and like the dog is whimpering a little mm-hmm. bit and I kind of feel like – and it's the fault of the movie that if this is the case, they didn't communicate it well enough for my liking. But I kind of feel like she – like that's literally the only companion she has in the world – so she wants to make sure, like it's a security blanket, um, and I kind of feel like maybe that's what they were going for. Because like, if she leaves the dog there, and like she would be devastated. Yeah, if the dog i
1: ride. i wasn't I wasn't like worried that Jamal and Jatem were going to break mm-hmm. into her apartment mm-hmm. and kill her dog while she was gone. Right. I was never worried about that. I don't think she was worried mm-hmm. about that. I do think it was more of the attachment that, like, that's yeah. all she's got left. Right. Her son is dead. Mm-hmm. Her husband is dead. She has no one else. Mm-hmm. She's got this dog. Yeah. That's Although, it. She doesn't even have Bash to watch him anymore. I was just anymore. gonna say she oh, did have Bash. I loved Bash. Me too.
0: It's so sweet. Like there was a sweet moment where uh, he's like, "I'll take a part-time job." And
1: yeah, because so, yeah. she she was like, "I don't have any money to mm. to pay you." Well, he he at first offered. He's like, "You yeah. don't have to keep me around if you know, right. If you don't need me." And she's like, "I don't have the money to pay you." And mm-hmm. he's like, "You don't have to pay me. I'll get a part-time job working security." He was so. That, I just he really cared about oh, her, yeah.
0: and it, that made it even more. More endearing is that when, like, the scene where he's about to get killed, mm. um, I don't, like, they didn't, they didn't call attention to it or anything, but, like, he has a bunch of, like, prescription pills, so. Yeah. I he's obviously he has a not well. Kind of medical conditions? Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, his,
1: he didn't have a big apartment, not a right? nice apartment. He, he just seemed like a guy who had a really good heart. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just felt so, I, I was yeah. very attached to Bash by the oh, time yeah. he got bashed. And they, and, right.
0: <laughs> and that's another interesting like uh shot in the film is that like they're beating the shit out of him that beating him to death and the camera just pans over to Jatem sitting down and he turning turns on, the volume, turns up, the volume on up, the comp- up on the on the tv game. yeah i just thought that that was a really yeah. um interesting choice yeah um, well
1: he was doing it to muffle the
0: right yelling yeah. but i mean like in terms of like filmmaking like yeah. showing showing that instead of like showing the you know the beating um, the the Bastion. Oh, yeah. <sighs> they Bash. certainly had a passion for Bastion. They
2: did. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and also, the uh, we talked about it in the non-spoiler, but the first scene with Jatim, where he's reading the book, um, where he murders those two guys. Yeah. So cool. Oh, like, man. What a badass. So awesome. Yeah. And, like, I kept, like, <laughs> every time in the trailer – when he's like looking at, looking at the, the rapper guy. Yeah. And he's like tilting his head and yeah. he's like in his face. Like in the trailer, I always thought like, that's such a peculiar thing. Like it looks just so weird. in the context of it's so intimidating yeah. and like so well done.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, he told the guy to run.
0: Yeah. Oh man. God. Yeah. So, so cold blooded. Cold
1: blooded. Oh, yes.
0: oh, Daniel Kalua. Yeah. He's 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 good people. Yeah, um, a,
1: he gave a very stunning
0: performance. Absolutely, and I kind of like that there wasn't some big like murderous henchman kind of showdown scene. Like he has the drop on them in the van, mm-hmm. but I love that they like they just take him out by just yeah, ramming him. Yeah. And that cool. yeah, that was pretty cool. That oh, was pretty cool. I yeah. saw
1: those headlights. I was like, ooh, they coming.
0: Right. Oh
2: lord, they coming. <laughs>
0: Um, and it was just so brutal seeing him like just slam into the, to the, yeah. uh, he wasn't necessarily in the windshield, but like he was slammed into the, he was clearly dead. Yeah. Um, and then there was a moment cause like, well, we can talk, let's talk about the heist and I'll, I'll talk mm-hmm. about, there was a moment where I was like, <gasps> and then I realized like, no, that's not going to happen. Like, I think you looked over to me for a second and then I was like, eh, no. Um, Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I'll clarify that in a moment, but, um, the actual heist um what i love about heist movies is the moment where everything goes wrong (laughs) yeah things went wrong things went wrong but it wasn't like i like that it wasn't like a tragedy like they didn't it didn't everything didn't go wrong and then they didn't have to sacrifice themselves or anything like that it was like very manageable
1: yeah they were still in control oh yeah yeah
0: um Linda the, took that dude out yes that seemed like that yeah. was like I, the most intense One thing I
1: loved is right before they left for the heist mm-hmm. uh, Veronica says if something goes wrong you're all on your own yeah and then um Alice gets shot mm-hmm. at, at the heist old Mr. Old Mulligan yeah uh, senior
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, interrupts them right. and finds them and pulls off Olivia's or uh, uh, Veronica's, Veronica's mask yeah and is stunned that it's it's a woman, mm-hmm. and then he even how
0: racist he was a
1: black and then, woman too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he, he shoots, mm-hmm. he fires, and he hits Alice in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then Linda shoots him, kills him.
0: Yeah, takes uh, him out. And that was so satisfying. to Yeah, me, yeah. Because he's such a despicable character. But then,
1: but then they they picked Alice up, they grabbed her mm-hmm. bag, they helped her out. They weren't on their own; they were right. in it together. And yeah. it, that was that was a really cool moment. Oh yeah. And then, and then, even when they had to go to the hospital, Linda went with her to the mm-hmm. to to go to the hospital when when she was shot. Yeah, so.
0: and I was wondering, like, um, it, it kind of felt like not, I don't know if I'd I, it, I wouldn't say it was um, coincidental or, or convenient, but uh, I like that she took she took his gun. Uh, Veronica did and had it with her with when she got back to the to the warehouse Mm -hmm. and that's when it's revealed like like Liam Neeson comes out and you know they have that moment like I thought for a second that she knew all along um but I guess she didn't
1: I never thought she did okay I I I know that she suspected Mm -hmm. I don't know that she necessarily suspected that he was alive when she was at Amanda's house but she knew he had been there yeah you know, and yeah. I don't think I don't think she was like, is my husband behind that door? Right.
0: But but she knew I think she was more like, oh, that baby is my husband's. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Um But I don't think that she really thought he was
0: alive. Yeah. And I kind of I'm back and forth. Like, I mean, it's I'm glad
1: I think her grief was happened. was was too
0: real. Totally, that's totally true. Yeah. But I kind of feel like it makes it a little not, I guess, convenient that she took Robert Duvall's gun because, like, she... Well, she couldn't leave it because it had been fired. Oh, yeah, that's...
1: Because, um... Oh, because then they would be able to... What if they trace the bullet and they find out that
0: Jennifer is... Right. Is, you know... That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Okay, well, I like how it all worked out Then (laughs) that she framed him for, like, just put put the gun in his hand. Yeah. That was such a cool moment, like... She kills her husband.
1: I thought she was going to cuddle with his corpse or something. And I'm like, let it go, honey. He was going to kill
0: you. But she wasn't. Yeah. And for a second, it kind of seemed like I thought so, too, because we had those moments where she's imagining being like held by him and holding on to him. And the hands. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought that that was just beautifully done Mm -hmm. where she's it starts to feel like she's going to kind of hold on to his to his. Dead body, and like I was like, oh my god, I'm am feeling this. Like even though you know all shit went south and everything, it's like,
1: and then she puts the gun in his puts hand.
0: puts the gun in his hand. Yeah. I'm like, that it was is, a great ending. That's brilliant. Yeah. But the thing that I was going, the thing that made me gasp and think that I was ahead of the movie <laughs> was I thought for a second that when he shows up to get to get the money, I thought that she, I thought there was going to be like a switch that the what was in the actual like van when he was there was the was the soil that they packed all the tupperware in. <gasps> oh I, that's what i was thinking and i'm glad that that they didn't okay I, been, yeah i could see that yeah, yeah it would have been it would have been fine it would have yeah. been a good like twist and everything but i'm glad that it, they didn't go that route because it that seems a little uh somewhere i'm like uh not formulae but kind of just a little too hollywood sure um yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah, so I mean, yeah, like, uh, the ending
1: ending was mm-hmm. was really well done. Yeah, we 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 talked about air.
0: yeah. Um, oh, we didn't talk about their son. Yeah, their son who died, yeah. and that's um. Yeah, just, and the way that that sequence was yeah. shot was just oh, <laughs> I will say though that it seemed like they maybe not tried too hard, but it was like they, it was like okay, we see the Obama part posters. We know it's 20 2008 now. Okay, like they had like a whole wall of them. Yeah. Which I mean makes sense because it was Chicago, so that that's fine. But um the actual shooting, like they didn't linger on it or anything or make like and maybe that's that's a sad commentary on, you know, just the commentary uh, the social commentary of that sequence. Mm-hmm. Um because they didn't linger on it. it just happened so suddenly and so quickly. And then we were out of it. And then we were out of it. Yeah. Like that is and it's such a huge like social issue for us today sadly yeah um it's just i don't know it's kind of sad to think that you know we're at a state where like a movie can just do that yeah and it be like the norm yeah essentially for an 18 year old to which did it because we were like when that happened because he's in the car and then uh his father has something in, in the glove compartment we were thinking that it was like oh something from a job and that was going to get him killed.
1: Yeah, I thought but, I thought it was going to be like a car behind him was following him cuz they cuz they mm-hmm. whatever Harry had stolen on his last job, yeah. they wanted it back. But In, it, it but it turned out to be cops and that was not yeah. reassuring. Well, did
0: you catch the dialogue that it had turned out from what I understand was it was actually like an anniversary gift
1: yeah, to Yeah, well I I thought that was a Veronica. ruse. I Oh, yeah. I okay. thought, you know, he was saying I that. thought it was just genuine he's like he's like yeah, yeah yeah your anniversary blah 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 yeah. blah blah
0: which in my head like as that scene is playing out when because I like basically at the beginning I thought like oh it's it's uh, something from a job and he's going to get killed for it and then I thought like oh it's it's an anniversary gift as that switch was happening in my head I was remembering the scene with the kind of um flashback scene where uh where Veronica's telling Harry like um if you if you didn't, uh if, if
1: you didn't have a baby with me, he'd still be he'd alive. He'd still be
0: alive. Yeah. Which I thought like in the moment when I'm thinking like, Oh, this is a thing from, from a job. I'm like, Oh shit. That, Cause she's just saying that like, if he didn't choose that life, mm-hmm. you know that, but it's more like, hold Like it's kind of a little more cold. Maybe I'm reading into it, but like, it's like, okay, well if he didn't get her a gift, then I don't know. It kind of fell apart. Yeah. there. Yeah. I don't know. It felt like kind of kind of cold mm-hmm. a little bit.
1: But yeah. But yeah, the very ending. Yes, that was a very very good scene. At yes. first, I thought that was the drop off. Yeah. I because it wasn't clear at first how mm. exactly how much time had passed from the heist to the right. final scene. I thought I thought it was the drop off, but it wasn't. It yeah. was just a coincidence that, that both Veronica and Alice were in the mm-hmm. diner on same time. But Alice learned how to drive. Yes. And, she had so
0: much character development. And what I loved about that was that. I I was kind of a little confused at first because I like I said to you after the movie, um, it was kind of confusing that they were kind of shooting around, showing who she was having lunch with or mm. whatever at the diner. But what I kind of am coming to respect about it because we don't, it doesn't matter who yeah. she's seeing. But what I love about it, is she comes in and she like the waitress, the, the hostess says like, okay, one, and she's like, no, two, and then like you think, well. I thought two things, one that they were going to meet it back up like the girls or whatever.
1: Yeah. I, but, yeah, that's what, I, that's yeah. kind of what I was hoping for. Right. And then just, just, you know, cause they had said one and done. We're not going right. to, there's no going to, not going to be any big reunion. We're not going to stay friends. I was hoping yeah. that like they, they pulled it off and mm-hmm. maybe they want a little more. Right. And it's just, a scene of Viola Davis looking down and she slides
0: the plans over. Yeah. And that's it.
1: Like that's, right. that's kind of what I wanted.
0: Yeah. But when she says two um another thought that i have was like oh she's still with the guy mm. um she's still with lucas haas um but i like that they showed that she's clearly like like meeting a woman there so it's like that's kind of signaling to us that like okay she got out of that mm-hmm. relationship um and she learned how to drive and she learned how to drive good for you Alex. yes now i can't wait for the prequel husbands um <laughs> that should be <laughs>
2: that
1: uh newlyweds be cool. <laughs>
0: newlyweds <laughs> um
1: Brides. yeah <laughs> How far back are we going? Babies. Babies. <laughs> <laughs> Babies.
0: God. All right. Okay. So yeah, uh, that is our review of Widows. Um, so yeah. So all right, let's talk about Overlord next. But let <gasps> me set it up. Um, yeah. Okay. So we're going to go into spoilers for Overlord. A thousand year army. These thousand year soldiers. And spoilers on for Overlord. Man,
1: how about when they ripped off that Nazi's face? Yes. That was pretty cool.
0: That was pretty awesome. That was
1: pretty neat. The,
0: uh, when they, <laughs> first of, okay. When they, when they had the Nazi tied to the, to the motorcycle and they that had all That was great. That was so, like, I loved it.
1: Yeah. And I noticed like he didn't, he wasn't, he didn't want them to pull the yeah. tape off his face. Yeah. But it's and- also
0: like. I kind of feel a part of it. I was like, okay, like you guys, like maybe get away from him because you can see, like, yeah, I don't like, know if like, you like, could see that he had dynamite and everything. But
1: I'm sure that I'm like, sure I'm clearly sure that, it's a trap. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Whether they saw the dynamite or not, right? It obviously, was he didn't do that to himself, right? Um, but he was motioning to his hands. He mm-hmm. wanted them to untie his hands, not yeah. take off his mouth. And then they mm-hmm. pulled the pin in the right. grenade. Like that was that was great. Yeah, and
0: then again, like that, like my that's not a complaint on my part. Me saying that, like it's you know a little obvious because obviously, like <laughs> someone comes riding up to you and they're duct taped to mm-hmm. to their motorcycle and everything. It's like your instinct isn't going to be to. Run away. It's going to be to take the duct tape off the face. Yeah. And be like, Hey, Nazi
1: buddy, what happened? Hey, Nazi friend.
0: Yeah. Um, that was so that satisfying. satisfying it was. Um, cool. yeah. and then I yeah. love that
1: they actually like, it's, it wasn't just an explosion and they run mm. past like they showed the carnage. Like there was yes. one guy who had his leg blown off. Oh, yeah. And one guy who like lost an eye. Like mm. they actually showed like what happened.
0: Absolutely. To those
1: mean old Nazis. Yes.
0: Um, yeah. And I think, I think at one point I, uh, I nudged you, and I was like, "I'm I'm going to go out on a limb, but I don't I don't think Nazis are good people." Hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't anyway, think they're the
1: good guys I don't here. Think so.
0: But no one's uh, ever
1: told that story. No one's ever made the movie from the Nazis' perspective. They,
0: I'm no sure that ever. they have. Honestly, <laughs> um, that's what we call propaganda. Hmm. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, let's let's talk because I know that you want to talk about this. Let's talk about Ian DeCaster's <gasps> sequence. Yeah. Yes. Um,
1: oh my god. Yeah. I didn't want him to give him that, that shot. Right. I did. I was just like, let him die. Mm-hmm. First of all, why did they send him up to get the Nazi? Right. Why? Please, just, yeah. he's just a little baby. Right. He's just a little photographer. <laughs> just let him take his camera, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I, I swear, where's my camera? Is the new, uh, it,
0: yeah, where's my, ca- yeah, is, yeah,
1: is, is, is the so, new, Mr. Stark. Mr. Stark, I don't. Feel I, don't good. I don't feel so good, Mr. Yeah. Stark. Yeah. Where's, where's, where's my camera? He just was so concerned. I just, that was really. I
0: just. Yeah.
1: It really like that was mm-hmm. a very well done death scene. Yeah. It was
0: really good. And then he's reanimated from the serum, mm-hmm. and then uh, he was
1: so thirsty. I,
0: he was, Oh, that was that was like that chilled me for. Yeah. for a moment like just him saying that he's thirsty like that just yeah yeah because like he was shot like in his stomach and i was just thinking like just like the
1: chest it was like right the, in the it sternum was the it was yeah, right okay. in the sternum
0: so i was just thinking like how much pain it would be to kind of swallow and, and mm-hmm. everything but also um <laughs> I, I i nudged you and i was like it looks like his death is gonna and fits and starts here because mm. he played bits yeah from. so anyway um yeah, yeah that was tragic that was very very well done. But
1: then, like, no one was watching the Nazi. Yeah. Like, guys, come on. Keep an eye on the Nazi. They're slippery little bastards. Yeah. Come on. And what did he do? Slip right out of there.
0: Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. yeah. Um, But the action was well done. Yeah. Like, all of it was really well done.
1: I love the scene where he accidentally sneaks into the base, mm-hmm. um, cause he's being chased by the dog and he's running and he yeah. runs into the back of the car and it happens to be full
0: of dead bodies. Yeah, 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 dead bodies
1: and, and, um, he hides out, he gets into the base and he's sneaking around trying mm. to find a way out. That, like, my anxiety was Me through too. the roof in that scene. Yeah. Because um, he kept almost getting caught, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, there was one scene where, where the, it was uh, the doctor and, like, one soldier. Mm-hmm. And I I, leaned, I think I leaned over and I was like, mm-hmm. I would shoot the two of them <laughs> and then I would shoot myself. Yeah. And that's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have the nerves to sneak out of that place. Like, right. I wouldn't have made it.
0: Now, what if you only had uh, three bullets And there was the doctor and the other guy. I would shoot Toby. And Toby. Three times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I knew where you were
0: Anyway. Um, Um, Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So I would, I would, I would, I would just end it myself quick because I didn't. But then what he didn't know is that the Nazis would just reanimate his body. Right, exactly. but, But at least you would kill that scientist. Totally.
0: And like the, um, I was surprised that the movie took that route, like the the route of infiltrating the base and everything, mm-hmm. because I didn't really get that impression from the trailer that much. I thought that they were like all in the base and everything, and it doesn't really play out that way. And I think that's a credit to the marketing because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what exactly to expect. So that made mm-hmm. when he was infiltrating the base and going through, like it made me more – anxious about what was going to happen yeah
1: Um, my anxiety was through the roof that entire scene it was crazy
0: one of the things that i loved about the movie is more tied to my love of a video game Mm. um because there there was a video game series for playstation 3 it was a trilogy of games called resistance it was actually made by insomniac who made the new spider-man game on ps4 but resistance was a story of basically what <laughs> what if before World War II or maybe during World War II um an alien invade invasion happened. So it's like an alternate history kind of thing where instead of having World War II, we're fighting like worldwide we're fighting off alien mm-hmm. invaders. Um and just like a lot of like they were called the Chimera and they basically took humans and they they created new chimera out of the human remains and, and everything. Yeah. So, like, some of the set design in Overlord, like, reminded me so much of that. And I yeah. had, like, this nostalgic, like, this feels like resistance. And, I, like, I was really into that. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about, what's his name? The, the, the guy with the, the needle in him. Uh, Jacob, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's his name's friend? Boyce's friend. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob. Um. Yeah. That was. Ugh, that was another Rosenfeld
1: scene. or something. He was something Jewish. Like that. Yeah. He he made the comment in the beginning. He's like, "Well, what well, uh, what am I going to do if I get captured? What right. do you think the Nazis are going to do to a guy named that's Rosenfeld? Right. Yes,
3: yeah. that's
0: right. Um. Yeah,
1: and it turns out yeah. they. He said they caught him like right when he hit the ground. Mm-hmm. And they had some kind of tube in his stomach. Yeah. Oh I don't know what they were doing. Yeah. They never really explained like what that was for, what what mm-hmm. what
0: they were doing to him. I feel like maybe they were kind of draining or like replacing his Bodily mm. fluids with.
1: He recovered very stuff. quickly he after did. they pulled that out.
0: Yeah, that was one thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, yeah, because it, it, it was, was a
1: big, it was a long needle was that was like all the way down in his stomach. Very
0: painful to watch.
1: Yeah, Um, um and Boyce had to practically drag him out when yeah. they were when they were escaping. Right. The, then by the end, the he's just like, oh, I'm yeah. Right and around. then, and then, I mean, not much time passes from then until the end of the movie. Right. Um. So I mean. He was fine. He was up. He was firing his
0: gun. He was yeah.
1: fighting and running. And I was like, yep. okay, he, Rosenfeld
0: yeah. did okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that's another thing that I was really taken with the movie with was that it, like, uh, it felt like, uh, just the whole idea of the Nazis, like, you know, workshopping the serum and everything and trying to, like, that's, feels authentic to like what actually happened like yeah because
1: they, they were trying they to were do doing, that
0: yeah they were doing so many te- H- like, human
1: experimentations exactly. and and yeah yeah
0: and like as a small tangent like i've read like people say like you know it's kind of a shame that like all of the like the scientific research and everything that was done like as and and inhumane and just diabolically evil as it was like all of that like that was done like the the records of it is um are lost in history and stuff. So, like we don't have like the data or anything and i'm like
1: yeah like, every time i see that i'm like you am kind of fine with that yeah
0: i'm kind of fine with it also the nazis weren't really following the scientific method like, yeah. they were just like i i read um this really like massive it, the rise and fall of the third reich and there's a section of it where they talk about all of the human experimentations and stuff and it's like like I was damn near in tears just mm-hmm. listening to them being described on, on on Audible, and it's like, just like there's descriptions that will stick with me forever. Yeah, and it's just it's horrible.
1: There's there's um, a woman alive today who was a twin, mm-hmm. um, and she and her twin were um, young girls when mm-hmm. when they were captured by the Nazis and they were experimented on, and she has told Jeez. stories about um Whew. what they underwent, and mm. it's it's
0: horrifying. Yeah. Oh. That's yep. Yeah. Um. So again, I'm gonna go out on a limb. Nazi is bad. Yeah. Um. Uh.
1: I. But yeah. Th- at, at the end, when when um, was uh Wyatt Russell's uh, Wyatt character? Russell, yeah. Ford. Ford. Yeah. yeah. Um, when he he ordered voice <sighs> away and he was gonna yes. stay, I was like, I get it because because yeah. I mean, the the American military they would have experimented on him. Yeah. They would have reverse engineered. They would have mm-hmm. found a way to remake that serum and they would have been like haha, we're gonna use it against the nazis now and he right. knew it wouldn't stop mm-hmm. and he he had that line you know this it shouldn't be in the hands of either side like yeah right. it's like yeah good for you man that was good
0: can we talk about the fight sequences with him so good so good so gory so um when he's on the chain when he's on the hook
1: yeah
0: ha that Mm. And then he
1: lifts himself up. He lifts himself up. Himself he, up he drops, drops back himself down. down. Oh
0: god! Like you said, I audibly like groaned in pain.
1: It was a whimper. It was. It, it, was, was, it was. It was a groan. It was a, a high pitched.
0: It was a manly groan,
1: like one of those.
0: As a no, it was more like a. Oh, it was not badass guy on screen. I can relate it's, to. Um, okay. Yeah,
1: it's, it's fine. Go with it. Um, um, it was. It, <laughs> it why was. Would you go with it. Anyway, for me, the scene like okay, so they show the Nazi getting shot in the face, and then Mm -hmm. later when he when he's in the lab, he turns around and his whole like his Mm -hmm. jaw and that like
0: exposed. Oh my god! Yeah, you made references to the Joker.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I called Uh, him the Joker for the rest of the movie. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. which I I? I said I said that I said (laughs) that the Joker origin movie was pretty good. (laughs) Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like, it looked just really intense and yeah. like just the effects were really good yeah. in that. Um, and I liked kind of the variety of the, of the kind of climax of the movie. Like we get Boyce taking out the, taking out the doctor mm-hmm. and then also.
1: That was, that was
0: satisfying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, Ford fighting the main Nazi guy and then refighting him and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, just, I really liked it. And another thing I liked that, for a horror movie that's like kind of has like human experimentation and sort of zombie-like creatures and everything, it wasn't just like soldiers fighting the zombies. It yeah. wasn't like a straightforward yeah. thing like that. We had Nazis and we had we like they had a goal to take down the the tower for yeah. for D Day and everything.
1: Oh man, that scene though where um Chloe. Mm-hmm. was fighting that one creature and then she set it on fire with that flamethrower. Yes. That was pretty cool.
0: That was awesome. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, And let's talk a little bit about the, the actual like ending or I'll just mention something about Cloverfield because like when they were saying that, Oh, we've got our new assignments. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in C company and stuff. I was like, I kind of wonder if there was like some Cloverfield reference in that, that they, in took, that, out. That they took out. Cause like, cause the way that the Cloverfield movies are done Um, like the first Cloverfield is a monster movie kind of like um a uh godzilla-esque monster movie and they like it starts its found footage and starts with uh following footages um from case designate cloverfield Mm -hmm. and it's just like that's the only reference to like cloverfield in the movie and then 10 cloverfield 10 cloverfield lane is just what it is it's like an address and it has no bearing on the actual plot it's just a thing that's thrown at the end of the movie and then cloverfield paradox is a little bit more Intense. paradoxical yes um but i was kind of expecting or kind of thinking that if it was a cloverfield movie like at the end they would say like oh we we're on this like top. we got to sign this new mission it's operation cloverfield and that would ah. be it
2: um
0: which i would have been totally fine with yeah um but i like that the movie stood on its own and was its own yeah. entity and everything um i don't know what it could have been titled um i mean clover lord clover lord <laughs> yeah. of overlord of yeah. Um, but Is yeah, so. there's some
1: like producer right now who's like listening right. to this, like, oh <laughs> oh, yeah. dang it,
0: yep. Um, <laughs> I like that you think that people in the in in the industry. Oh yeah, the they don't. Yeah, well yeah. you know. Um, you have friends that have been like extras in movies. And stuff,
1: yeah, I have a friend who was in um,
0: Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yes, thank you. Yeah, he was just background. He wasn't he in something else too? or someone else was in an extra and something else being more specific I don't I don't know in anyway um so overall thoughts on Overlord Overlord all stop
1: thoughts. um yeah it, I it? really enjoyed it I thought nice. it was very
0: good mm-hmm. yeah I really really liked it when I force you to make a top ten list is it going to be somewhere For, in there probably
1: yeah nice nice it was really good
0: um good uh cool well that is our review of Overlord
1: Anyway, uh, yeah. All right, so we just need to record a six-hour episode. I am so glad and that the maths that. of the
0: world will be happy. Yeah, okay, well, okay, yeah, I mean. We can keep yeah, going. It's midnight. Nice. Uh, yeah, we, we got until 6 a.m. No, okay, That's we're cool. done. We're okay, done. Okay, yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. Go check us out on Patreon. Uh, check out the website, obsessiveviewer.com, and uh, listen to the pre-record outro, and check out the spoiler sections and everything. Why are you rushing? I don't know. Thank you guys for listening. I'm going to turn into a pumpkin. Hurry. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. And now here's a short clip from our Patreon exclusive RSS feed. To hear the full clip and more exclusive Patreon content, go to Patreon.com/obsessiveviewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of one dollar per month. Thank you and enjoy.
1: Yeah, and I mean uh, Neil Simon has had some of his works. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Were you in a Neil Simon play? N- no. No. Okay. No. Okay. Never mind.
2: No. No. Um. Not casting.
1: <laughs> um. Not acting. <laughs> um. Actoring. The, oh, thank you. Yes. Thank mm. you for mansplaining.
0: <laughs> <laughs> acting. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, uh. Yeah. I. I've. I've always been a big fan of a, a playwright named Teresa Ruppag.
3: The Obsessive Viewer podcast is edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by obsessiveviewer.com. For a full archive of our episodes, go to obsessiveviewer.com slash OV Archive. You can also like our Facebook page and join the OV Facebook group at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer and follow us on Twitter at obsessive viewer and at obsessive tiny and follow our recurring co-hosts at I am Mike white. That's me at R a fecus and at burger underscore lurker. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple Podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do, and all it costs is a little bit of your time. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or support us on Patreon for recurring donations and access to commentary tracks and B-roll audio recorded exclusively for patrons at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more, visit our TeePublic store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at ObsessiveViewer.com donate, or you can simply search for Obsessive Viewer at t-public.com, TeePublic.com, T-E-E-Public.com. For information about our annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out shocktoberinirvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to ObsessiveViewer.com slash live. For more podcast content, you can find Anthology, Matt's solo podcast covering The Twilight Zone, and other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows at AnthologyPod.com at the secular The theme music for the obsessive viewer comes courtesy of the band Loudlike from their EP Mistakes We Must Make. Additional bumper music is provided courtesy of As Good As It Gets, which can be found at Facebook.com slash as good as it gets band. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.
0: Kitty